Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. This episode of Filthy Casuals is brought to you by Movement Watches. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash filthycasuals. Morning Video Games, welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games, hosted by three extremely kind and knowledgeable boys. My name is Tommy Dasilo, thank you for joining us. We also, as always, have... Ben Vanell. Tommy, it's great to be here and on the couch once more. Hello, it's me, Adam Knox, the third wheel in this uh, bicycle. Now, you said on the couch. <laughs> yep. For the listeners, let's point out, you also are sitting on a couch. What? <laughs> Usually I'm on an armchair. Usually you are. You're in your little old man armchair that you mm. have at your house. Mm, a little uh, Danish uh, recliner. Mm-hmm. Mm. Usually I'm in a custom-built coffin that I need to rest <laughs> in to recharge my powers. <laughs> And usually I'm just lying on the floor, <laughs> yep. just draped over that big bearskin rug that you have in front of your TV. Looking up at the mirror on mm. the ceiling. <laughs> Naked as the day I was born. <laughs> Episode 100, boys. Did you ever think we would make it this far? Uh, yes. You did? Nox, what did you think? Um, I thought we'd have made it further in two years because it means we've skipped four episodes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> this is also the two-year exactly, anniversary. Has of, it been exactly two years? Exactly. Because really? Because I think we recorded the first one on my birthday as well. Yeah, right. Oh, good point. Okay, yeah, that's wow. interesting. Yeah. Well, I know we did. We got into a point where we were just like not doing them every now and then. And but it was then real people early started on. to like mm. it and so we were like, well, we'd better commit yeah. to this. Yeah. Yeah. Very few people were listening. We treated them like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. The, the few that have been here from day one. Mm. Those are the ones that are least deserving of our respect. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, today we have a huge show for you. Do we want to sizzle up what we're doing later in the show? Yeah. I mean, people have probably, there's little to no point to this as people have presumably <laughs> yeah. already seen it in the episode title yeah. and description. Imagine if we said something else. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. Um, we're going to be doing, we're trying to think of something uh, to do like as a hook for like mm. for our 50th episode. People may remember we, for, for whatever reason we decided to pick the Time Magazine list of 50 uh, greatest games of all time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> for this one we saw an IGN video that was the their game of the year from the yeah. last 16 years. I yeah. think the reason for both of these is it's literally something we saw pop up on Facebook yes. when we went, what should we do? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't know what we'll do for 150 because we can't just keep I mean we're just going to be saying the same things about the same games if we just do a list every time it's yeah, going to be yeah. a, a whatever pops up on future Facebook <laughs> Facebook <laughs> oh. <laughs> 50 episodes time um, so we uh, by the way happy birthday Adam yes. thank you <laughs> happy birthday yeah he did subtly mention it before <laughs> we just ignored it yeah like just, oh yeah that's right it is the second birthday of our show <laughs> uh, after you like after oh it's... no Adam's what I've nicknamed this podcast I <laughs> yeah, was saying happy birthday to the podcast yes, yes. after you reach an age like any birthday where you're in an age where it would be embarrassing if you cried at your party yes 
you should no longer really care about your birthday. Well, yeah, that's yeah. like 15. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and like 18 and 21 and all that stuff, I guess. But that's just, you're I more reckon, celebrating. I reckon you come back around in your 30s. Like if I saw someone tearing up at their 35th, I'd be like, hey man, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. From 30 onwards, you have to cry at every birthday. Yes, or they don't count. <laughs> yeah. They're legally not binding. Yes. Um, no, but you're right. I turned 31 a couple of months ago or mm. a month ago. And I, it was this is the first year I can remember not going out of my way to organise a birthday drinks for myself. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I was just like, hey man, just let it. Just let it, I, just let let it ride. Sands, just let those sands slide through the hourglass. <laughs> I, Cowabunga. I organised a birthday breakfast burrito. Mm-hmm. What made this was a, a, a birthday breakfast burrito was that it happened to be my birthday. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Well, you got an early gift at the start of this. Week. Oh, by the way, so we're going to go through the, the yeah. 16 years and we're each going to give our own game of that year. Yes. That year. So that's coming up later in the show. Yes. But Knox, you got an early gift in the form of a suck job that I gave you at the start of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, a hell of a present. A bit of a gift for the ugh, the back of your throat. I was going to say as well. But that's, <laughs> now that's a real breakfast wouldn't burrito. Reach all the way. <laughs> let's just ad- let's quickly address a couple of emails that we've gotten yes. suggesting that we should not be so crude on the show. <laughs> oh, yes. One in particular saying that they doubt that this is how we talk in real life. Mm-hmm. If anything, how we talk in real life is far worse. Absolutely. An so, version. So yeah. consider yourselves lucky that this is the version of us that you're getting on this podcast. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, uh, as people will have seen in the episode description, uh, we, this show as a whole, <laughs> I believe an outlet is how we were described, mm. uh, we got invited to Nintendo HQ out mm-hmm. in Scoresby, Victoria, to have a hands-on. The home of fun. The home of video games. <laughs> Scoresby. Scoresby does have Caribbean Rollerama. It's, it's right next door to Caribbean Gardens. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, yeah, I use, I bought a lot of dubious, not dubiously legal, they were illegal. Definitely uh, illegal, yes. yeah. Pirated. Uh, samurai swords. And <laughs> <laughs> Again, you, you you said that in a way that suggested to me that you think you can still be done for this crime by saying <laughs> yeah. it in a public forum. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so, but I don't want anyone who's there to lose their livelihood. Mm, mm. Fair enough. Mm. Um, yeah, so we got invited to Nintendo to have a hands-on with Mario Odyssey, a great honour for the show. Yeah. Now, me and Adam went out. Ben, you have a full-time job. <laughs> Yes. And you made the decision to not take a day off work in order to play a Mario game. Correct. This is something that I will never be able to understand. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never be able to get my head around and get into your mindset of Uh, why you chose to do that. Yeah. Um, If you want to know the real reason, it's because I've got a holiday booked later in the year. I don't have any more leave left. Ah, well, thank you for your honesty. (laughs) Even then. You're most welcome. If you could tell, like, your childhood version of yourself... Mm that one day, <laughs> instead of going to see an unreleased Nintendo game, you will instead go to your job mm. at a drab office, I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming the office is incredibly drab and everyone wears those, like, bowler hats and is called Mr. Banks. Like, yeah, right, like from Brazil, from movie Brazil. <laughs> from, uh, yeah, I'm thinking more Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shout out to my boss, Chappie, who listens to the show. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I reckon you should loosen up, mate. How about you start, you take that umbrella and you uh, open it up and then water goes everywhere, but it's like rainbow water. Oh. That doesn't happen to Mary Poppins. I can't remember no, that No, that movie. happens in your dream. Yeah. Chappie, at the very least, lose the bowler hat, mate. It's yeah. 2017. Get over it. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So you, you, have, you, you, you can't take any more leave. It's yep. very important to you that you go to Thailand and get breast implants. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so we got to play. We got to spend ninety minutes uh, alone. Well, not alone. You and I with Super Mario. Oh, I did not know going in what the format was going to be. No. Like I knew there were. We got to pick a time, mm. and I knew there were going to be other people there. My fear was that it would be, you know, us like and a presentation. Ten sort of other assholes just right. jostling for position on the mm. old Joy-Con. Yeah. Um, but no, it was you and I in a room together. We had a lovely representative from Nintendo, Eve, uh, who kind of talked us through the game. Um, Her name was Eve. It wasn't just the day before Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she she. No, I went in the night before and camped out. That's how keen <laughs> I was. Yeah, she just like uh, basically let us. Pl- they, so we played a tutorial level kind of thing in uh, the Cappy Ghost World bit, mm-hmm. and then went ahead and played two other levels. Uh, yeah, so from she the game. kind of maneuvered us around. We got three right. separate areas, and we kind of got like a bit of an allotted time with each, and then she would kind of move us on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And full props to her, she was kind of very engaging, uh, very warm, very nice to us, like telling us stuff about the game, um, which was. You know, very lovely, mm-hmm. very nice person. My question, does she come with the game? <laughs> <laughs> Which they had two days worth of these where yeah. they had sessions running all day from nine to five. So two days. How would you describe that? Um, like a pair? Less than three days. Mm, yeah. More than one. More than one day. Yeah, like okay. one double one day. Right. Mm-hmm. Double one day. Double one day. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, like you, you walk away and you go, wow, she was really cool. And then you realise she's had to do that. Watch mm. the same... Watch the same bit of the game played in an hour and a half period for two consecutive straight days. And unbearable. we were pretty late in the process too. Imagine going yeah. through the same shit again and again, say a hundred times, <laughs> and questioning whether or not it still means anything. Mm. Just an unrelated thought, doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah, we, yeah it was it was a, a good way to do it because we were actually playing the game ourselves and... and yeah. um, it's like short version. It feels great. It looks like Mario. It feels like Mario. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about what we saw. We don't want to spoil too much of it, but let's. We uh, have un- we... embargo stuff for some things. Yeah, well, there's something cool to say. I just it... wanted to bring that up because <laughs> yeah, it feels... it's, it's not really relevant to the chat at all, but <laughs> no. it is worth bringing up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, general impressions, presentation wise, everything that you'd expect. It it looks great. It controls great. Uh, we were playing with the Joy-Con. Uh, separate, so two separate Joy-Con, right? Not in the grip, which is kind of how they've been recommending that people play it. So, so like the uh, for, with the Wii, like the nunchuck, kind, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you can use, you can shake the right Joy-Con to to or do the left one. right you to do shake, a high jump yeah. or to throw your cap. Right. I I didn't I actually didn't mind holding it, it in fine. that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it felt pretty good. Like it, I've never played a game on the on the uh, on the Switch. In that configuration, I guess other yeah. Than arms, which is super. Which is still different. you kind of holding it in a different way, yeah. like in terms of just. I, I'd still would probably default to the pro controller, but yeah, um, yeah it, it it handles super well. So, yeah, you basically. It's a bit of a fucking hassle actually to play it in that way because you kind of have to slide those extra little bits onto the yeah. top of them. Oh yeah, and then to do that, you have to remove them every time you want to charge those things or put them back on the. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I also like I don't play any other game in that configuration, so yeah. maybe that's uh, yeah, yeah. It, that I will say like that if I was going to have any quibbles early on, doesn't that doesn't sound great? It totally feels fine, okay. and uh, right. it's yeah. just one of the options of how to do it. So I right. feel like most right. people will still default to the pro controller. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, seem yeah, sure. to be kind of pushing it because I think they, again, they just want to justify the fact that there's the yep. motion control shit in there as well. That makes sense. So you basically you press Y to throw your cap, and then you can if you hold down Y. 
once the cap has reached its limit, it mm. hovers there and then you can do the jump onto it, yeah, which okay. is what you've seen a couple of times in the trailers. Yep. So the tutorial, very, uh, yeah, very brief standard thing where you just learn to, uh, as we were repeatedly told to refer to it, capture the enemies. You capture them. <laughs> There's no, you, like, words that are technically a synonym for capture, like possess, for example. Yes. It's not possessing. Okay. Yeah. You don't and possess them. And not if a you Nintendo were to, game. And if you were to say accidentally out of habit, keep referring to it as possessing people mm. as you were talking to this Nintendo representative, yes. you would find yourself being... <laughs> you would be reminded. You would be quite <laughs> frankly you? told never to refer to it as that again. Well, Do you start to see her eye twitch, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> her head turned to full 360 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> no, it like it, it's you, it, you, you're capturing them because you use the cap. There's nothing demonic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's weird because there is a bit in a game where Mario captures a young girl, and his ability is that he can rotate her head 360 degrees right, and right. start spewing everywhere. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that to me, that's po- that's possession, bro. Yeah. Like, it's weird to. No, no, no. It's capturing. Okay. Okay. Mario. But what about when that guy comes in? He's like throwing the water on you. <laughs> And he's yelling, the power of Christ compels you. He's right. trying to uncapture he's you. He's st- still just trying to uncapture. And yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Spoilers for what we saw in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Mario said cunt a lot. <laughs> it was really, it was really uh. weird. Well, hey, we should quickly address this because this will come up later. <clears throat> we Now, last week we, we recorded... Uh, before a Nintendo Direct had aired and then released the episode after it had aired. So people heard us doing some very freezing cold takes on what we thought we were going to (laughs) see. I made a joke about, hey, I can't believe they revealed a Mario nude patch. And wouldn't you know it, they... They didn't come too far from that mark. <laughs> yeah. They showed a little clip of Mario running around in his little in his little bathers with his little mm, Mario also, nipples out. But we bought some of them, and they're not bathers; they're boxers. Yeah, they're boxer shorts yeah. instead of bathers, and they cost a thousand coins. Yeah, and That's... for reference, a full pirate costume costs two hundred. Yeah, fuck, they're the most expensive <laughs> item on the menu. <laughs> but we had to do it, yeah. and she was like. Everyone has done this. (laughs) Every other person has immediately... Because I think when we... In the little sections that they put you in, you have a thousand coins. So from the purposes of what we were sat down... For the purposes of journalism to play, mm. we literally had to blow our life savings in order to buy these boxer shorts. Yeah. But um, Mario looked pretty good running around there with the sun glistening off of that beautiful back. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we played the Luncheon Kingdom and we played the uh, Seaside Kingdom. Like, oh, yeah. Was it Bubble? Mm. I don't know. I think it's just called the seaside. Soda. It was the soda water. Yeah, is right. the ocean. Okay, well, cool. that was one of the ones that they had only just revealed last yeah. week in the yeah. Nintendo Direct video. So that was cool to kind of get to see that kind of hot off the presses. Mm. And basically, so we, we kind of got to get a pretty good idea of how the game functions in terms of them saying. And she she said this to us a bunch of times that it's a. Um, what did she say? <laughs> uh, no, that's what she said. <laughs> what did she say? What did she say? <laughs> <laughs> it's just someone standing in another. Conversation, maybe overhearing a funny joke or a turn of phrase. What did she she say? (laughs) What did she say? (laughs) So, who's on first version of the worst joke? Yeah, it's the second hand information version. Oh, we found a way to make that's what she said even more annoying. (laughs) What did she say? Um, so she, she, you know, this, this, this PR line of the fact that it's the spiritual successor to Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine, these big. Uh, open, open worldy kind of sandbox worlds where yep. there's just you know dozens of uh, and the number varies in each kingdom, but like dozens of little moons. They yeah, used to be right. stars in this game. They're moons to find, and the way that the kingdoms kind of unfold is when you first get into them, they're they're kind of boxed off. Like they seem very limited. Mm. 
And there is kind of through and shows you that like whenever you do a new shine in sunshine or whatever, Mm. it'd show you a little, um, oh, here's maybe a thing that's glowing. What if you go towards that? Yeah, sure. And yeah, you have like basically a quest line. Yeah. So this is kind of, there's a, there's a, if you want to follow it, there's kind of a progression of, uh, I guess that, that varies, but in the one way, so it was like four to five. Yeah. Where there's and there's a very vague story going on in that kingdom that kind of guides you towards like the order that you do them in. Yeah. And each time that you do one of them, the world kind of opens up a little bit more and a new kind of little segment of it is revealed mm-hmm. until eventually you reach the kingdom's final form where then you're just free to fuck around and right. do whatever you want. And that's where you're gonna spend the bulk of your time ex- exploring. Yeah. But I think that's kind of an interesting kind of change in an interesting kind of 2017 way of doing like a, 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 a sandboxy 3D mm. platformer where, yeah, you, you, kind of get, you kind of get guided through it and there are these little segments that still feel like they're doing these little bits of, uh, you know, what they've been doing lately with Mario 3D World and 3D Land. Like there are bits that they start off kind of feeling like these little mini self-contained levels mm. And they kind of, the way they kind of open up, I thought was really cool. Well, and the camera is like zoomed out in a way similar to 3D World. Yeah. Um, but it does control, it feels like Galaxy, and then it has the opening openness of more like 64 or Sunshine. Right. Mm. So it really is like a combination of all the different sort of types of the 3D ones that they've done so far. Sweet. Because when they were saying, yeah, that it's a spiritual successor, or not even spiritual, that it's a successor to 64 and Sunshine, mm. I kind of didn't understand why Galaxy wasn't included in that set. But I kind of hadn't remembered the galaxy did have pretty. You go in and you do this one level, yeah. and you can't explore around. You yeah, do this and you, one star or whatever it was. There were never. There, I think there were maybe one or two. You know, there was the odd one in there in Galaxy where it kind of you would but be put in there. One. And you'd sort of have to hunt around. But, yeah, for the most part, you were never looking around going, where is this fucking yeah. thing? Whereas I can mm. see that there'll be heaps of that in this. Like, yeah. you really do need to kind of – and she would kind of prompt us a little bit. Like, we'd, we spent a lot of time just kind of dicking around. Yeah. And she would go, oh, hey, maybe look under here. Like, what's, what's going to be down there? And yeah. you, you'd sort of find this, you know, weird little – yeah. Little caves of, and little, mm. little hidden bits and then yeah. – you go in them and it'd warp you to some other place and yeah, there'd right. be a platforming area or like the little 2D segments are really so cool. We d- yeah, we did one of those which people will have seen in the trailer. It's where you go down a pipe and then you're uh, and then it pans to the wall and yes. you're kind of in the style of 8-bit Mario, kind mm. of like that crossed with hieroglyphics, kind of doing a little 2D level on the wall. We did one of them that was basically involved. There were multiple ways to get into it. And you would find yourself going down a dead end, so you'd have to go back out and, in the three D world, look into another pipe to right, get yourself right, into the right, right, right spot. Yeah. And I can see that being a. I reckon that'll be a mechanic that is in there heaps, and you will keep having different variation of mm-hmm. how you get in there and how the three D space that you've gone into it from kind of affects the the way that the two D level pans out. Yeah. Um. But they were really cool and they were really fun. It's 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 very um telling of the sort of philosophy, the design philosophy yes. that seems to be behind... Something happened to your voice there. Because <laughs> I was saying a term that I deem a little wanky. <laughs> using the word deem to describe something as wanky, also wanky. I'm feeling pretentious now mm. at the, as I've gotten older. Yeah. I'm oh, feeling yeah. as though I may start becoming pretentious. Ever since you got that dick suck from Tommy... <laughs> 
Yeah, really changed my worldview. <laughs> Spun things around. Um, it was weird. You did immediately start reading Chaucer after it happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because if I looked down at your head, I could see my own reflection in it. Oh, nice. Oh. Very nice. And, oh. Being now able to see is... my face during that gave me some perspective. Now, this is the sassy 28-year-old that I knew <laughs> I knew you were going to blossom into someday. <laughs> anyway, it, it, lots of tiny little things. Like every moon that we got was pretty quick. Like, you know, mm. we, we've got probably... Half of the ones that were shown yeah. in the circles in each level in the forty-five minutes we played each level. Right. And I have to say, I was starting to feel from the little trailers and bits of gameplay video we'd seen that some of these worlds seemed a little bit, a little bit open or a little bit bland. It was kind of the same thing that we felt about the Zelda demo after we played right. it at the start of the year. But seeing it all in action and it, and the way you, you know, you kind of travel around these bits pretty quickly, mm. it all kind of makes sense. In context, and everything feels very alive, and yeah. just as you'd expect, the presentation is pretty flawless. The capturing enemies is a lot of fun. Uh, we at this we we captured a goomba at one point, and then you're running around as him, and and yeah, I think over the course of it, we with like five or six different enemies we ended up yeah capturing. something like that and yeah. it's, it's weird because some of them like there are goombas in some areas that you can capture and mm. then other goombas if you throw your hat at them they'll just die yeah right um well no the difference is if they're wearing hats you you, you can then capture them you can't you, you can capture them if you, you knock, knock the hat, the hat off, off first yeah. and then you can oh, yeah. yeah yeah there are little cues which i made this is the other thing we don't know is we didn't get any context for where these two kingdoms fall in the progression of the game. Right. So when we got up to this bit, she kind of, after we finished the tutorial, she had to kind of exit the game and then go back in to load this new save file. And I kind of said, are you able to tell us where these are placed? And she said, no. So I don't know at what order these come in. I imagine there's a bit more of kind of teaching you this throughout the game. Mm -hmm. Totally, Um, yeah. We we were obviously... Skipping over some yeah. stuff. But yeah. you can tell this will be a thing. Even in the brief little bits we played, you found that you'd capture an enemy that has a, you know, and it, it brings up a brief little like, oh, you can push this button to do this and this button to do this. So right. the range of abilities that kind of opened up just in this very small segment that we played. Totally. Like when was, you're a Goomba, you can jump on top of other Goombas and stack. Like sometimes they're stacked up. And I think the 2D ones mainly they do that. Or in 3D world as well. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get higher up as a Goomba that way. Yeah. Like, yep. There's also a lot of like you push a button to uncapture so to leap out as Mario so there's also a lot of stuff of kind of using that propulsion that sends you out to kind of reach areas as well but just even the new little abilities that you unlock from capturing you can tell that that's going to be something that more and more in the game is really something that I think there's going to be a lot of experimentation sort of makes it more of a puzzle platformer because you'll have to kind of like figure out what abilities you need how to get them a little bit well it also opens them up to I reckon there's going to be bits in this with sort of gameplay styles that we've never seen in a Mario game before because they're not limited like and there was one bit that genuinely made me laugh a lot like Mm. transforming into I'll just say an inanimate object (laughs) and then having to kind of you you can't really do anything but it's just very funny and very weird and if they keep that up and if they have if there's a lot more of that sort of stuff in there it's just so it's just like we were saying at the start of when when we did our um uh, uh, when we talked about Mario on the Game Boy Mm. they haven't made like a weird Mario game in a long time and there's so much bizarre shit in this. In the Luncheon Kingdom, the little people you're talking to in the village are these forks where, you know, two of the prongs are their legs and two of them are their arms. Mm. And it genuinely freaked me out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually went like, oh, f- <laughs> like yeah. It, and But it, it looks great. And uh, the um, in terms of the art design and stuff, and also it seems to have that very Nintendo-y thing of every idea 
shows up and they do kind of everything you could do with it, but it's very quick and then it's over and then it's done and like, okay, we'll move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very snappy, fast. So we had a bit of a play around with, yeah, buying some costumes and stuff in the two kingdoms and so it's half purely cosmetic and then there's a section of clothes in each store in each world that are that you can only buy with the currency from that world and they are going to you're going to need a specific one to unlock a be able to do a certain quest for a certain moon or whatever but uh, again I get the impression that there is going to be just tons of like just purely cosmetic um, mm-hmm. stuff to dress yeah, up as probably. and a lot of fun to be had there and amiibos and stuff to well, that she, too. yeah she told us this I don't know if they've said anything about this like in anything else I've seen and it, it certainly wasn't listed in the, in the embargo so here we fucking go yeah she was telling me that all the amiibo are going to be compatible or certainly a Some great of the older a ones. great deal of older amiibo are going to be compatible with it to unlock costumes which right. suggests to me hopefully there's like you know, you can dress Mario up as Link if you yeah. have that amiibo or a Metroid costume. Yeah, that seems like be. the sort of thing they would yeah. do if they're having that in, which is, which I, I am such a sucker for <laughs> purely cosmetic, yeah. funny looking bullshit in a game. Like, so that that's very exciting to me. Yeah, um, the things we don't really know off the back of this are how many worlds there are, yeah. that sort of stuff, like the proper scope of it. But if all of them are, so like the luncheon one was bigger and appeared to have more moons in it than the uh, water one. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it seems as though they're all, they might all Kind have, of variable. Yeah. Yeah. And I would guess, if I had to guess, which I don't, but I'm going to back myself <laughs> into this corner, that there's going to be quite a lot of them. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing is that, you know, we sort of realised in the lead up to Zelda that they kind of had shown us nothing of that game. Mm. This, on the other hand, they've actually shown off quite a bit. Yeah. I think they've shown like five kingdoms or something at this point. Yeah, like seven. Like, and yeah. they're yeah. still going to want to have a lot of surprises hidden away. So, yeah, I really think, I, I think there's, I, I mean, we know that the size is going to vary. And as you were saying at the time, Mario 64, all of them had the same number of stars. So there were definitely... Quests in there that felt very much like, ah, oh, fuck, we need a sixth one. Yeah, right. All right, do a backflip in that bit instead yeah, of yeah, just yeah. running forward. Whereas this, they're not, they're, they're, they all, you know, the ones we saw, they all have a different number of them. They haven't tethered themselves to like, yeah. they each have to have 20. So they, they've just designed the levels around them. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some in there that just have three. Like mm, if yeah. there's just some tiny little totally. kingdoms in there. But yeah. Um, um, yeah. And it, you know, because the thing I was, because Mario games you can be pretty sure are going to be fun yeah. and all of that stuff. So the thing I was always kind of wondering about is how long it's going to be and like what the yes. sort of scope of it is. Yeah. Especially after Breath of the Wild was such a massive fucking yeah. thing. Totally. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask is like, do you, from the limited experience you have, do you get the feeling that it's kind of going to be comparable to that? Like in terms of how Breath of the Wild took Zelda and made it mm. bigger. Yeah. At, at the very least, does it feel... Like it's bigger or at least richer or more. It's you know. so hard to say. I mean, these these worlds that we played, they don't feel bigger in size than any worlds that were in Super Mario sixty four, right? Or well, Sunshine. I, the difference will be just the vol the volume of yeah, them. Yeah, sure. Because um, yeah, yeah, it felt like we had gotten about half the moons on each in the kind of 45-ish minutes. So, so right. it's about yeah. two hours worth of a, a thing for each level. You would assume if it's called Odyssey, it's going to be long and interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. there's going to be 
I, I think there's going to be there, there must be heaps of twists yeah. hidden, and there must be heaps of stuff that they're not showing us. These also must be some of the easier ones. Some of the I, I'm guessing these are some of the earlier ones. I, yeah. I reckon these right. are in the first. It, it totally three or felt four. like something that's going to be that's going to expand. Right. I hope so. I mean, yeah. It from everything we've seen and, and their approach to showing stuff off, it feels like it's going to be huge. I don't want to get too. I don't, you know, I don't want to have too much expectation weighted on that. But God, I hope it's a, yeah, I hope this is a really, really big game. Because yeah. that that time we spent with it zipped by, totally, yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know about you, but I couldn't. I kind of kept thinking about it yesterday. I was like, yeah. it was like, I'm so stoked that we got to do it. Mm. This is one of the joys of doing this show. Is like 16 year old me would have lost his. <laughs> I mean. 30-year-old me would have lost his mind. Like getting to go and... 27-year-old me, well, I was 27. <laughs> getting to go and do that was so amazing. But also it was like I, I kind of knew in the back of my mind uh, it's kind of going to be really bad because I, I get to play it and then I have to leave yeah. and not get to play it again for like over a month. Like mm. it was kind of like, oh, man, I just want to... I kept thinking about like, oh, what about that little bit I saw? Like <laughs> I wonder what's hiding there. Like yeah, I want to... Totally. And I want to possess more stuff, uh, capture more stuff. <laughs> like... <laughs> And so it, it, I want to possess this game. <laughs> but yeah, it felt like whatever the length and stuff is, which is a question, but you know, ultimately not that big of a deal because it does, like everything we played felt super creative in that really Mario way, more so maybe than even the last few have been. Definitely, right? like yeah, definitely. Very, very just like balls out. Yeah. Well, you know, that was my big question. <laughs> That's was so weird that that phrase is such a go-to of like balls trying out. hard yeah. <laughs> yeah well that was Pretty the big question was balls out. how do you do when they said it's a mario 64 style game yeah how do you do that in 2017 and not make it feel dated and and it feels like yeah this is how to do it like yeah. they've, they've absolutely cranked up done the it. speed in a really cool way yeah, like yeah. Not oh, a, yeah your running speed or anything necessarily just you you're doing new stuff constantly yeah right, and you don't get cool. you don't get kicked out of the levels when you collect a power moon like you yeah. did in mario 64 with so the stars just, so you just yeah, you're just kind of zipping place. around getting them and right. yeah, like it, it, yeah, someone was saying to me, like I got really excited about it, a friend asked me like, you know, do you reckon it'll be a game of the year contender and obviously that's down to what you, you know, what you personally want out of a game, like story wise and all that kind of stuff, well, yep. definitely not, but this feels like in terms of just pure video game fun, mm-hmm. it, it it seems like it's going to be a no-brainer, like it yeah. seems like it's going to be right up there, so yeah. Um, yeah, anything anything no, to add before we move we'll, on? We'll talk more about it when it comes out, probably. Yeah, prob- definitely. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. Um, yeah, it was really great. A big thank you to uh, Nintendo for having us in. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was great. It was the whole thing was organized really well. We, we when we we got guided through the offices and and had. Do you think it was weird that they pointed this out? They go. They've, they've got these giant Pokemon costumes sitting there and they made a big point of going, those are the original costumes from 1999. No, and I was like kind of going, just get us in there. What are we, like how long is this tour going to go for? If you had like a big ass Darth Vader and it was the original one, you'd be like, look, that's, that's the real <laughs> just, guy. Yeah, but like, it wasn't that. The thing that surprised me is that they had a whole lot of motivational posters. <laughs> really? Not even like Nintendo themed ones. Did you not notice that? I didn't notice in that. In the big main hall thing, when you were gawking at that costume wondering why they brought it up. <laughs> All covering the walls were like not even Nintendo themed. That's what I thought for a second. It, could, it would just, you know, uh, confidence, uh, effort, blah, blah, oh, blah, yeah. whatever they are. I don't know a lot about motivating. Mm. But uh, <laughs> I, is that well, why I, it was so noticeable to you? It's like, oh, I feel good all of a sudden. <laughs> it's just people running running on tracks and climbing up mountains and stuff. And, you know, the, uh, tradi- the traditional, the standard 
you know, template mm-hmm. motivational posters <laughs> and it just seemed very at odds with everything else there because everything else was Nintendo. Well, I went, I went to the bathroom at one point and at the urinal they had a colour chart of how to detect if you're hydrated or not hydrated. Oh, yeah. It's one of those weird things that you see in someone else's office where you go, the people in here need to be told. Like the bottom <laughs> is literally black and it's like go to a doctor. <laughs> Who needs to be told that? <laughs> and also, is black piss... Is that dehydration? Mm. I think that's... That's something else going on, right? Yeah. Being a well-lubricated engine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so very exciting. Very excited for that game. Feel, yeah, it kind of feels like, you know, a couple of friends who, you know, who are into it have asked me, like, how is it? It's like, what do you say? It's yeah. fucking great. Like, yeah. you know, you knew, you knew that was coming. It seems like a sick Mario game. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm stoked. Uh, so, do we want to get into the 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 big the big treat we had for all the little good boys and girls that listen to this program? <laughs> what is that? An ad. Oh, oh, yeah. It's a treat for us, and it's a treat for everyone else. Uh, yeah, this week uh, this episode is brought to you by Movement Watches. Again, they're on board. They're mm. they're big time supporters of our show. Movement Watches. Uh, we all got a watch. Mm-hmm. Fucking great. I'm wearing mine right now. You said that like it was the slogan. <laughs> Movement watches. We all got a watch. <laughs> Fucking great. What are you waiting on? Watch, watch yourself. <laughs> Movement watches. Movement watches. We've all got one. Oh, so you don't need us to give you one? Well, we should not have started this company. <laughs> Bye forever. <laughs> um, yeah, so Movement Watches, for, for those listening at home who don't have one, they started at 135 bucks Australian, which is incredibly cheap for a good watch. Mm-hmm. Um, usually they're like 500, 600 bucks for, for like a genuinely good watch. By going purely online, they've cut out the middleman and That's passed correct. the savings on to you. Yes. Yeah, no overheads. Um, there's over, they've sold over a million watches. That's a lot. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you paused like you were just waiting for us to like, go on boys, have a play with this one. Hey, hey, I set it up, you knock it down. <laughs> I agree with Knox, that is a lot. <laughs> That's all I wanted. How many did they get made, though? If they're sitting on 50 million of these things, they made, then that's not going very well for them. They made 999999 Oh, that's not bad. So they've had to get an extra order of one. Yeah, yeah. And now the company's closing. <laughs> It'll be funny when, when the order of watches isn't coming through quick enough in a watch factory because everyone would be checking their watches. <laughs> and like Some people would be like, I still don't have one yet. <laughs> they're not coming quick enough. Speaking of coming quick enough, happy birthday, Knox. Nice. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get one, and I suggest you do, you can get 15% off today or any other day from now onwards uh, with free shipping and free returns if it doesn't fit your fat wrist or whatever mm-hmm. or your skinny wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you can go to mvmt.com slash Filthy casuals. You don't have to put in a code in. It already does it for you. It's nice. super easy. Couldn't be easier. Now, they're really showing up all these other goons that mm. give us a code to read out, don't they? I never <laughs> yeah. knew it was that easy to just yeah. attach it into the URL. Yeah, baby. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Movement Watches, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah. Before we move on... I Quite wanna... genuinely, I wear mine every day, and I'm a, I'm a very big fan of mine. Yeah. So there you go. They're fantastic. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out to uh, my cousin... And his 13-year-old son, Zach, who... What the fuck's this? Who both we didn't listen. agree to this. Are they sponsoring this? Uh, What's yeah. this? Are they, if they're paying us money, I will what listen. What the fuck's this bit? <laughs> well, well, my cousin used to give me video games, so in a way, he's paid me in who cares? support. Mm. Um, He's never yeah. given me jack shit but a waste of time. <laughs> this, is worse, this is worse than what's bugging Ben. <laughs> but shout out to Zach who apparently is a huge fan of this podcast. Yeah, we're mucking around. G'day, Zach. Would be very excited to Which be... Which one's Zach? Is Zach your cousin or is Zach the son? The son. 
The son. Yeah. And how old's Zach? 13. 13? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So... I feel a bit bad about some of the things we've said on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... Uh, 13? Yes. So that is... Oh, oh no. 2004. Is that what you're trying to figure out? No. I'm trying to work out how much younger he is than me. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. 2004 he's years. He's 14. <laughs> He's, he's 14 no, years younger than you. No, he's not. No, because you're 31. I reckon he could have done this quicker <laughs> than you. Yeah, because he's still doing maths homework. Yeah. We've, we've not had to do it in a long time. Are you smarter than a 31-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2004, I would have been 17. Mm, okay, I was 18. Mm, nice. I was uh, 14, 15. Mm, fantastic. Uh, now uh, that's why we, we just we weren't we were just shouting with not his birthday or anything just nope. shouting out no nope. yeah. just uh, know that he listens now and wanted to say hi sounds like you went to a family reunion or something over the weekend <laughs> and this a, and this a, little cousin this little kid yeah. beat the shit out of you <laughs> <laughs> it was like mention me on your podcast say you, my name you yeah. thirty year old like dweeb or I'll kill you it definitely wasn't that and don't ask me about my black eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask you about your black piss. Actually, I don't need to ask. I know what it means. Dehydration. (laughs) Um, Okay, so to celebrate 100 episodes of whatever the fuck this is, we are going through IGN style the previous 16 years. You know what? We probably don't need to do... 2016, because we did a whole episode about yeah, that at the exactly. time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're going to go through from the from 2000, the dawn of the millennium. Yes. To right now, the dawn of Knox the... being 28 years old. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The Willennium. <laughs> My name's not Will. <laughs> I just have decided to christen every day from now on the Willennium. Um, so any... Any thoughts that you guys would like to offer up about your list as a whole before Mm. we get into it? Because I will say about myself, there are big gaps in this list where I am not really playing games all that much. So you in particular, Ben, were shocked at how quickly it took me to assemble my list. Because in a lot of these cases, (laughs) the best game of the year for me is... The one game I played that year. <laughs> it's also the worst game of the year, though. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I took a, a, a fair while to compile mine. I have played a lot of video games in the past sixteen years. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, nothing really jumps out. A lot of kind of obvious ones, but um, a lot of years where there was like seven or eight games that could have been my favorite game yeah. of the year. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. But hey, to you get know into what? It. When I, when IGN do a could have been of the year, mm. and well, then we'll rip that off. Okay. But for now, <laughs> I can keep it in your trousers. Yeah, um, I'm de- like I'm the same thing where I've got like a, one that is a winner, and I know that because I've put it in capital letters. Very nice. Okay. I put and mine under the word winner. No, that's a waste of time. <laughs> that's more letters than you needed because you can just capitalize. Oh well, if we're going have. behind the curtain, mine's in a, a new word document that I haven't saved. It's document eight, which tells oh. you that I have seven other documents open. <laughs> yeah, uh, at the same time now. Yeah, yeah man, wow. that fucking stresses the shit out of me. I know, me. man. You should wait. Get a load of my desktop. Oh, no, no. I, I'm assuming that I don't want to see it. Look at that. Oh, it's indecipherable. Look at that. Oh. It's brutal, isn't it? Yeah. It's, Why is your background a photo of you naked on, <laughs> on a bed? That's the Does least that really surprising need part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Just put recycle bin covering his penis. <laughs> I will say I hate that we're doing this because my list is just, it's so me and I'm going to fucking cop it from the riffraff <laughs> who listen to this show because of it. Just, yeah, I've gone through and put just like... Just typing a... mine out going, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate me. 
I, I, I feel, yeah, I was, I wanted to make it make some of them more like personal or something. Right. <laughs> but some of them, like, there's a lot of, I feel like most years there's kind of a pretty general consensus on what was at least the top three-ish yeah. best games of that year. Yeah. And I don't deviate too massively from oh, any of those. Okay. But so I've got a winner and then two uh, other options in case someone else picks them just to make it more interesting. Yeah. Okay, about. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is, I reckon you guys are just going to have a lot of the same and then I'm just going to read out a game that no one gives a fuck about. Yeah. <laughs> well, do okay, we, let, yeah. Do we want to go forwards or backwards in time? Oh, I would personally like to go backwards. Really? Back to before no. this all happened oh. and start again. <laughs> just tell myself, hey, maybe take exercise seriously. <laughs> your metabolism isn't going to stay like this forever. Hey, mm. Zach, you're 13. You've yeah. got time. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Study hard and exercise. Yeah, let's yeah. treat this like we've all gone back in time and met a 13-year-old version of ourselves. Okay. Okay. Well, when, when you're about 24, come is going to become the funniest word. <laughs> Mm. Everyone's going to use that word as the funniest word, but it's going to stop being as funny in about three years. Mm. So you think that's directly related to how old you are? That's what I'd tell myself if I could tell my <laughs> 10-year-old self anything. All right, and then I'd I... come back in time and go, ah, fuck, I should have mentioned Apple. should have said <laughs> oh, yeah. something about investment. About mm. being healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's... Apple a day keeps the black piss away. I'm going to request that we begin from the year where I was 14. Yeah, I'm going to agree. One year on from where Zach is now. I think yeah, that's a good right. place to start, given that we know we have a 13-year-old listening. Mm-hmm. He, you know, that will kind of prime him for what's coming next year. And that just yep. so happens to be the year 2000. Yeah, okay. That's, I, actually, that's the year I was 13, so this is perfect. Mm. That's when I was 11, so mm. I'm a no. little bit afraid of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in high school. You're in primary school. Mm. <laughs> You're probably still taller than me. I think I was being uh, taught at home for a year when I was 11. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sick, man. <laughs> so you, you're prepared to go on the record as saying you were homeschooled? For, for one year, yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, more taught by the streets than at home, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I... You're a pickpocket. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I, I learned how to sing and how to steal. <laughs> I don't know whether to push this or not because it seems like potentially the reason for you being homeschooled for a year is not a very pleasant reason. Uh, it, like, I'll talk about all of that shit some other time. We, don't, oh, yeah. we literally won't have time On our today. big homeschooling spectacular. <laughs> well, no, I went to like seven different primary schools for different reasons. Yeah. I, we weren't travelling. <laughs> it's but we literally don't have time. Okay, okay. Uh, who wants to go first with their 2000 game of the year? We, I think we should all say it at once. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so like three, two, one, and then say it. All right. And then expand. It is a dumb there. idea, but also and what is we, our podcast? If we if don't dumb ideas, if we don't hear one of our answers, we are not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> let's just let's. Are we going to yell let's, really loud? Yeah. Let's let's race through the list. Let's not elaborate on any of our choices. So yeah. the next ten, like five minutes is just us <laughs> shouting sixteen names in a row. Yep. The end. Yeah. Here's to the next hundred. <laughs> All right. Three. <laughs> oh my god. Three, two, one. Perfect dark. I couldn't understand either right. of you. We're definitely not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I okay. I think I heard "Perfect Dark" coming yeah. from you, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Because I had a sixty-four, and that was the, uh, like I just kind of looked through what came out that year. Yeah, Majora's Mask came out that year, but yep. I, I just missed I missed that one. And I, I'm, I'm as soon as I get it, yeah, that, that's right near the top of my list. Oh, of you've stuff still to never go played back that, on. right? I've still never played yeah. it. Yeah, and I saw a lot of clips of it at the Zelda Symphony I went to, and it like I'd never seen that much gameplay 
footage from within it. And I was like, fuck, i got to go in on this. But, yeah, Perfect yeah. Dark, uh, for anyone of that generation, big golden eye head. Mm-hmm. And so kind of, you know, kind of a sequel, non-sequel, but, you know, Rare doing a shooter again that's their own property. I just remember the hype for that being absolutely massive and just not able to – cope with having to wait for it to come it, out. And yeah. like the hype for that was f- complete bullshit too because I totally. remember that was the game where like a bunch of magazines gave it like 101%. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. But again, it, that's p- totally in that age bracket and I reckon this will start coming up oh, potentially maybe with you guys mm. in the next couple of years uh, of this list where you don't, I, I don't know, I, I, at that age I didn't feel like I had that much of a of a kind of bullshit filter or I just mm-hmm. anything artistic that I saw I just I just wanted to like like I just you just think everything's good yeah you haven't really developed that much critical thinking yet Hence yeah yeah why, that's hello fair. again Zach for being a fan of our podcast <laughs> before you've developed your um, critical thinking skills but yeah I don't, I, I, I've never gone back to it I, I don't mm. even remember getting particularly far in it or having anything like the amount of, of fun that I had with Goldeneye but just right. just it being out and it, it it being one of the last games on the 60 so it really did this is when they're really pushing the hardware and I think it needed the expansion pack and it just for its day it looked it looked great and it it had been so long of sitting and and looking about it in the magazines that it just it it holds a special place in my heart so I think it's pretty much the only thing I played that (laughs) that is one of the runners up that I had written down oh really Um, and Majora's Mask too Um, so can we quickly say are you how are you guys doing this? Are you doing this based on how you personally felt yes. about yes. it at the time or are you going retroactively? Uh, because I'm going – there's a couple here where I'm putting them in there just because I'd played nothing else that year and I've since played them all the remaster and I'm like, well, that's my favourite game from that year. Uh, a bit of both. It yes, doesn't necessarily be right. that I had to play it that year. Mm. Well, let's try and specify when we're naming them if they're – I imagine there'll be some that are Whether in there because they're closer to your heart at the time or sure, yeah, whatever. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, because Perfect Dark, like you said, it was a, a huge thing at the time and I think it would be extremely difficult to go back to now and have totally. too much of a good time mm-hmm. with. Well, didn't they? They did re-release it on the Xbox at one point. In like 2010. Pe- and it was fine. Yeah. But like, and I played a little bit of that. Mm. Um, and yeah, it just, it isn't... Um, Props to them, though. That's a smart move as a developer, like, to sort of go, we've got this thing that's a monster hit. Mm. Any kind of smart logic would suggest we'll do a sequel, but we can't because it's this license. So I guess we'll just develop this whole new kind of world and Mm. and hope that, you know... And that's that weird thing with games where you're always... There's, there's so much kind of, you know, I just remember, like, everyone knew. It's like, this is the team that made gold. You know, you right. become so invested in a company that that carries a long way to, like, well, oh, it's not all the same stuff, but how much did you really give a fuck that James Bond was in it in the first place? Right. Exactly. Rare, right. especially during that time. Yeah, they could do no wrong. One of the big, like, them and Square, I mm. guess, were, like, yeah. the really big. Square and Rare. Square and Rare, baby. Anything that rhymes makes it good. Mm. <laughs> that is why this is good. <laughs> But yeah, Perfect Dark was <laughs> what it, it good rhymed with good. Oh, okay. <laughs> it ran pretty badly and stuff like that, and like right. But the, playing playing it again not that long ago, it it kind of it it in its favor. The controls are so different from modern shooters in that mm. you, it's just the one stick and you're moving around. That it does lend it something a little bit different. Yeah, to make it but give it a bit of a pass. Yeah, it's definitely an of its time sort of a game. Yeah, right. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I, I've never played it, and I guess I probably never will. Well, what did you say then? I said Diablo Two. Uh, yeah, a game that I think holds up today. I think a lot of people would probably prefer it over three. 
I think three was a bit worse. Um, There's a lot of people clamoring for like a remaster in the vein of how they did StarCraft. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was a game. Um, a, a few games on on my list, I kind of you know tossed up between this one. I probably. Oh, I definitely played the most of. Okay. Just pure hours. I played a fuckload of this game. I played it through from start to finish many, like dozens of times. And that kind of, the combat was so simple, you just clicked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were just clicking on stuff. And the loot gathering has kind of never been um, imp- like beaten. It was just perfect. It was so fun to collect this stuff and upgrade it. And just the kind of silly story with all the mm-hmm. demons and shit. Um, the, the CGI cutscenes at the time were really impressive. Um, the music, the, the the characters that were there were just, yeah, it was just it's just a great package, top to bottom. And I played a shit ton of it. Yeah, it never grabbed me. Yeah, right. I played a bit of it, and but loot things never have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Destiny, I don't click with that part of it. Right, Borderlands, I'm a bit the same. Did. Yeah, I try. I, I remember reading a lot about Borderlands Two when it came out, and kind of and liking the art style of it, and going, "Yeah, oh, here we go," and then getting into it and going, "Oh my god, this is what it is!" Like right. I can't. I hate this. It's, right. a, it's a real. Um, what do you call them? One arm bandit. Uh, <laughs> Pokey machine. machine. Yeah. Uh, sort of slot sort of machine thing. for you, our overseas listeners. Yeah. Your act out of pulling the handle of a pokey machine, it looked like you were doing the Warner Brothers frog. Yeah, no, I was just <laughs> pumping my fist because I knew I was going to remember the name. Uh, and I, I have to say, I don't particularly usually get into kind of like yeah. loot games. It's kind of like Diablo 2 and Destiny, really. That's it. Yeah. But, but it was, yeah, like the music of Diablo 2 still like you know, evokes something in me whenever I hear it. It's just, it's, um, it's great atmosphere. And I yeah. was at a pie face. Not yeah, I was there. Know. Were you there? Yeah, we yeah, were all okay. drunk after a gig. <laughs> yeah, right. We were all drunk what after a gig. What a yarn. <laughs> and they, the, the guy who was working there was playing the Diablo music over the speakers. Yes. It was, it was Knox, myself, former guest Peter Jones, and a oh, couple yeah. of our friends. Former guest like he'll never be on again. <laughs> if I have my way. <laughs> and um, yeah. Even, I think, by the way, he, here's an update on... Pete Jones and yes. former guest slash real life partner of Pete Jones, Kate Dennett. Yes. They bought a Switch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe Good listeners might be interested in that. Yeah. You got so mad at Ben for mentioning out a cousin. <laughs> and then he just said, two people, they bought a product. Yeah, well, the cousin hasn't been on this show. These people, True. they're in their part of Sorry. the universe now. Future guest, my cousin. <laughs> right. Um, which, which pie face was this out of interest? Uh, Burke, exhi- the Birkin exhibition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is he, he's like Belgian or French? Or something. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's been mentioned frequently over on my other podcast, right. The Little Dub Dumb Club, for different reasons. So it's great to see that there's now oh, yeah. the Venn diagram of these two podcasts, of all things, yeah. is one weirdo who works at Pie Face on Exhibition <laughs> Street. Um, yeah, <laughs> that does it, not surprise me. A, a lot of people do love that game and, and still hold it to be hmm. the highest example, like you seem to. It is oh, one of those ones yeah. that you hear come up all the time. Yeah. 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 Look, kind of like StarCraft. Like, yeah. the StarCraft 2 is all right, but StarCraft 1 is a perfect, you know, version of that yeah. kind of game. StarCraft, more like Stark Raving Mad. Oh, oh shit. Well, <laughs> now that the hottest take's been done, I guess it's time to end this and every other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they all get shut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Call up nice. your mate, Carl. <laughs> Sorry, for, Even ones I'm not involved in. Yeah, One yeah. more podcast gets made and it's serial about how... That gag. Every podcast got murdered. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, my one was Deus Ex, which I think I've talked about on this before. Yep. Of That's another one where none of the sequels have even come mm. an inch close to mm, right. recreating 
how good that was. Deus Ex, yeah. I remember being a big one for being shared around a cracked version on a CD-ROM. Yeah, wow. sure. Yeah. 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 And people would always call it Juice X. Yeah, I remember. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. avoided calling it Juice X. I think I used to call it Deux because I didn't <laughs> want to say sex. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the... Um, it, it's it's great. I, th- I imagine it would still hold up. Uh, You're an 11 year old ways. boy who's that scared of saying sex. Really? <laughs> uh, scared of every aspect of it. Yes. Fair enough. Saying yeah. it, invoking it, like the same way you're afraid of saying be- Beetlejuice if you're or Candyman. I'm scared of saying possessed after what we went through <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Juice X, something I did not have for many years. <laughs> oh, very after. nice. <laughs> the but, yeah, it's it's <laughs> massive and complicated uh, in a really interesting way. Yep. And for the time was so, uh, you know, kind of... It was, a, it was revolutionary in terms of like, here's a pretty open level and here's a bunch of ways to, to get to the end or get to the next one. Yeah. And it depends on the skills that you've chosen to upgrade and, and the way you want to play. And I, I remember that coming out and being like the first time that was really uh, in a game at all. Yeah. And I think it's kind of not been beaten in a lot of ways. Yep. Like yeah. it's a pretty kind of... Uh, the Citizen Kane of video games. Oh, very oh. nice. The, the worst headline title of <laughs> yeah. any article you're ever going to see. It. But yeah, that's uh, the turn of the millennium. Yeah, well, yeah. 2000, the turn of the millennium. Should we move on to the next year? 2001. Let's move on to that. Do we want to do... I, I, I got to say, I've, I've come around to the yelling out all the names at once. <laughs> oh, no. I'm happy to do that again. I was instantly turned off it. I liked it a lot. Uh, three, two, one. Royal and four. Three. Yeah, I couldn't hear any of them. <laughs> <laughs> that actually worked that time. I couldn't, and I've got headphones on too. I couldn't hear any of them. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you, I heard Grand Theft Auto three, I think, and yours was just a mumble, Tommy. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's you... no. That this should, should be the rule. Okay. Whichever one was most legible most is the one we start with. <laughs> All right, great. Um, I mean, there's not a lot to to say about GTA three that we didn't say on our, our premium episode. It is a fantastic game. Again, like do. You, Deuce X. Yep. Deus X. Stop freaking me out with that language. <laughs> now, at school, we called this Grand Theft Auto Sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, yeah, like Deus Ex, it kind of um, not invented a new kind of game, but it, perf- it kind of did. You know, it was this, this sandbox action crime game with a with kind of a, a cinematic story to it with, you know, almost name voice actors in, in GTA 3. I feel like there was at least one or two. Uh, oh, I don't remember. I remember Tommy Vassetti and, and, you know, Ray Liotta being in Vice yeah. City being a big thing. But, um, um, just revolutionary. Totally. You know, franchise yeah. that was already known and, and you know... Beloved, dare I say it? Like pop, very popular. Oh, they they were kind of medium. I'd have said the the GTA games yeah, before the, that. GTA were... two kind of got a bit of flack actually. Right. When I it remember came out. one yeah. just being like, "Oh, you you steal cars and you just yeah. kind of can run anywhere." Totally. And thinking that you know, in in, in it going to three D, going, hmm, "Good luck, boys." Yeah. Seems like you've kind of you you know I don't know how you're gonna pull this off yeah. and it and it everything that it kicked off from there is and like it's weird because it's sort of yeah. an example of a few things that did this around this sort of time of the technology had gotten to a point where this sort of game literally hadn't been possible before. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, they were sort of the first in the gate yep. of, of this new um, generation of consoles at the time. Yeah. And paves the way for, spoiler alert, a game that will be my game of the year for a year coming up, mm-hmm. The Simpsons Hit and Run. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Is that real? No. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's I genuinely hard to tell with you, tell. Tommy. Yeah. There was no way, but yeah. Um, honestly, game. yeah, not a lot more to say. It's a, it's a great game. I love it. Uh, it was my game of the year of 2001. Uh, Thomas, 
Uh, I had Wario Land 4 on the Game Boy Advance. Okay. Uh, okay. I had been a big fan of all the other ones on the previous iterations of the Game Boy. I believe this was the first one that was on the Game Boy Advance. So the other two, the first one had been on the original Game Boy. The two after that had been the Game Boy Color. Mm. And so, you know, it, it is that thing as well where it's like the leap up from the Game Boy Color to the Game Boy Advance was like crisp, like almost like a basically a portable SNES. Yeah. And uh, just a great platformer where they really made – I'd been a big fan of those other three games. And, yeah, I had a Game Boy Advance at the time. It coincided with us going on a family holiday where I just right. – like I think we drove a long distance as well. So just – Absolutely smashing it in the car. Mm-hmm. Big bag full of AA batteries ready oh, to just yeah. pump into this thing. <laughs> and I... I Tilting re- the screen towards the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and I played it again recently. Uh, it's on the Wii U eShop. And it, it holds up. It's just a really solid platformer. Nice. I've always been a big fan of Wario as a character. Um, the only other thing I could think that I played on this list was Conker's Bad Fur Day. Oh, yeah. Which I, which I did... I, I did like. I've put Warrior Land Four just because I, I've I've gone back to it recently and it does hold up for me. Mm-hmm. Conker's Bad Fur Day, I think, in its attempt that vulgar humour would just kind of annoy me now as a as an yeah. adult. I do remember. <laughs> uh, sure. What do you mean? <laughs> that kettle is extremely black. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, <laughs> um, but I I do remember in Conker's Bad Fur Day sinking a lot of time into the multiplayer. Right. Weirdly enough, like it had right. that kind of started to kick off a lot towards the end of the '64. Was like every platformer just had like Banjo Tooie had these weird multiplayer modes, and right. it had a lot of just it, it, it. From memory, it was all these it was all these third person shooting modes. But they all had kind of weird gimmicks in them where you could do – I think one of them you could do like this matrixy kind of shit right. where you could slow down time and stuff. I remember sinking a lot of time into that. But, yeah, purely on – I just think Conkers now would it, – it, it being funny would kind of yeah. rub me the wrong way. The, where I did. Like sh- it, it was very sh- – like not shocking but a, a big deal at the time to have a game come out that was like – you know, doing actual jokes and being very bawdy. But yeah. I, now I would just find that a bit like, no, yeah. And the shooting, yeah. I think, was something that might have aged quite poorly in that totally. mm-hmm. yeah. those shooting segments. Yeah. Um, I, I chose Halo, speaking of shooting. Yep. Uh, that game was similar to GTA 3 in a lot of ways in that a shooter like that kind of hadn't been done before at all. Yes. And let alone on a console. And it was just a crazy thing to see. The multiplayer was a big thing for me for yeah. a few years there. Um, we even a couple of times did the thing of linking up multiple Xboxes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the nice. only way that I ever played it at the time. Was, yeah, right. Was going to parties and playing it. Um, yeah, yeah, in that in that way. Uh, and the the single player was great as well. Having vehicles be incorporated uh, so smoothly into stuff, I yep. kind of uh, hadn't seen in a shooter before. Definitely um, not. I, I remember jumping in the warthog in the multiplayer and being like, I've never done this before. Yeah. Why has it never been in a game? It's so much fun. It, it looked great. It controlled really well. It was just a home run straight out the gate. <laughs> um, that's a correct usage of that, right? Sure. Yeah, you hit a home run through a gate. Yes. Straight out of the gate. So you're locked up. You're sort of behind a fence. Yeah. And they just hit a button and it... The door flings open <laughs> and, and you, you, you run out. There's a ball already coming towards you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you yeah. just have to crack. That's what Halo fucking did, man, in the back of a huge Jeep with a Gatling gun. Nice. Great. It was uh, a very good game and uh, that's why I chose it. End of essay. <laughs> okay. 2002. Three, two, one. Metro Prime. 
We have not had the same one yet so far. Yeah. No, we haven't. I heard, I heard you most legibly, okay. Knox. Who That's because right. I started to yell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to talk about this game. <laughs> <laughs> also, it helps that these are in capital letters. I didn't realise. <laughs> <laughs> Metroid uh, Prime, you say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that thing was fucking cool. Um, it looked incredible at the time. The yeah. sort of mix of it being a shooter and like a platformer yeah, yeah. in yep. first person was really cool. Uh, it was massive and uh, really cleverly designed in the way that, uh, you know, it all linked together and everything. Yep. Just that it, there wasn't really a game like that mm. at the time. Especially or, on a Nintendo console. Mm. And huge for them to take a franchise and just completely... And that's hand- what people... Th- the idea... Well, I mean, a 2D Metroid has just come out on the 3DS, but it's a kind of a redo. Yeah. yeah. The idea of them kind of, for a big-scale Metroid game, going back to what it was is just uh, is just inconceivable. And to hand yeah. it off to this other studio yeah. too. And like, yeah, it similar to me in my head of... The way Ocarina of Time felt going 3D Zelda. Yeah. yeah. Metroid Prime is that as well. Mm. Have you just... played all three of them? Uh, yes. And do you think the quality remains consistent throughout? It dips slightly each time. Okay. Right. So this is the best out of the three. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, do you think that's a bit more of just like you, you knowing what you're in for as opposed to. No, it you... was. They got a little less. Of the the core sort of interlinked uh, worlds, like they started to become two, not so much, but three was a lot more linear, mm. and uh, it just it, the the spark and the and the creativity in the first yeah, okay. one just wasn't there. For, and the second one had this kind of annoying mechanic of you had to be in these bubbles in one world to um, like there was a light and a dark world version yep. of each thing, very Nintendo right. thing, and. You, the air would hurt you if you're outside of these bubbles. Oh, a lot yeah, like yeah. these bloody liberals, <laughs> you know, always got to stay inside of their bubbles. Mm-hmm. Um, this sounds cool to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it just uh, they they each one was not as good as the yeah. one before. Right. But, um, the I, first one was this crazy, interesting thing. That, I um, cannot wait until we find out more about that fourth. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Same. Don't know what's going on there. I think it might be good. <laughs> oh, huge. That's my professional analysis. <laughs> Uh, ben, what do you got? Uh, the Elder Scrolls, whatever, Morrowind. Um, three. Is it three? It would have been three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, because Skyrim's five. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, again, like, these, this keeps being the case with these games that we're, we're bringing up. It, it, for me, it was the first game of its kind with the scope that it had, with the level of detail, the, the writing, the characters. Like, I just never played a game like it. And I loved it. it. It was everything I'd always wanted in a video game. This massive world where you literally create a character, you, you, get, you get your story set up, and then you can just walk out into the world. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, it's, it's just great. It's, everyone knows how good Skyrim is now, but Morrowind was that, but with a kind of weirder, more interesting aesthetic. And, um, yeah, I played kind a Kind of the biggest of world, a bigger world. Yeah, I think like, it was, yeah. I, I, yeah, I remember the first time I, like, killed someone in their house and <laughs> then started dressing their house up like it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, luckily, in their home, I found a copy of Morrowind and I went and played that afterwards and it was we a all knew, game. We all knew it was coming. Well, yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, that's your gift. <laughs> Us enduring whatever that was. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that, that game was fucking sick. See, and th- that, watermelon that, bed sheets everywhere, <laughs> just... 
that freedom, yeah, like you can be a warrior or a thief or a priest or a mage or whatever. You can, yeah, you can walk into someone's house and have a nice conversation with them and they give you something. You can walk in and hit them over the head and steal all their shit. Like you could, you could approach that game in whatever style you wanted and it wouldn't always be successful, but you could still just go, I'm this character and this is how I'm playing and I'm going to see how far I can get. Yeah. And you and usually got a pretty far distance. There's a lot to be said for these, these years that we're talking about and the ages that we are at the time and, and a lot of these games being very like concepts that turn out to be revolutionary mm. and change and, and experiencing yeah. them at that at that really ripe age for it too totally. where everything is kind of mind blowing and you're you're like anything that you see feels revolutionary. Yeah. Let alone it literally being revolutionary for yeah. the industry. Like we're the kind Beatles, of in man, that. The Beatles are the best man ever. <laughs> They'll never be topped. I love we, that gold FM. <laughs> I, I kind of uh, I feel very fortunate that I've kind of grown up at the time I have in terms of video games like I think it's kind of that perfect progression for like yeah discovering that stuff being quite young and it kind of always staying with you and being the age that you are now where there's so much and so many options yeah. and being yeah. an adult with your own income where you can just go well this is what I'm going to spend my money on because I'd like it if you were a kid now and had to Squirrel away pocket money to get one game every six months. Be brutal. Yeah. Because it's just too much out there. And yeah. how complex and great these things were, I think, is kind of what got me into video games at all. Yeah. Right. I'd have grown up in the 70s and I, I don't think I would have liked Space You'd be Vegas dead by now. Right. In the 80s. <laughs> uh, I, I specifically would be. Yes. <laughs> uh, in the eight, Yeah, like, uh, there's not really that many, and I, this might be different if I was a different age, obviously, but late 90s onwards is sort of the only era of games that really appeal to me. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm different. I I just, I love, like even those games like Breakout where you're hitting a ball up against bricks. Like I just always love video games. Yeah. But yeah, certainly like I would have been, what, 15 in 2002? Yeah, perfect. Prime time. Discovering a lot about myself (laughs) and a lot about the world of video games. Well, contrary to what I just said, 2002, these couple of years here, this year specifically is a year that I don't think I even had a console. The GameCube right. was out, big Nintendo boy, didn't have one. I'm getting into the realm of like, you know, like I, yeah, just spending pocket money and, and not, you know, not being able to afford to buy the things that I want. Yep. So my game for 2002 is one that I've only come to recently and that is Zelda The Wind Waker, nice. uh, which came out that year. We've spoken about it before on a premium episode and mm. also in, in, in regular discussion. In almost every other normal episode. Yes, great, just, a, just a great game that yep. holds up fantastically now. I, I, I love the art style. I remember being, I remember busting to play it at the time because I was not in the, in the vocal um, masses who were furious at this change in, you know, tone that they had taken because right. it just totally fit in with the stuff I was into and I just really wanted to get my hands on it, nice. especially coming off the back of Wind Wake, uh, Ocarina of Time and being the exact right age for that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's mine, 2002. I'm yep. kind of cheating because I didn't play it until many years later, but, yeah. Honourable mention to Austin Powers' Pinball as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, the true game of the year. <laughs> it, before we do our yelling, I will mention that my one for 2003 was... The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. <laughs> oh, really? I think it came out over here in 2003, uh, I guess, okay. must be what happened. So I'm going to axe that one uh, because we've already spoken about it, but it, mm-hmm. it's okay. fucking rad. Yeah, cool. All right. Okay. 2003. Three, two, one. Star Mario's oh, Kart Double Dash. The Sands of Time. <laughs> I was going to say that same one, but heard you starting to say it then. <laughs> oh, okay. So well, you were the only one I could hear, Knox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, 
Prince, do you know what's fucking weird? What? This, uh, as we were reading that out and I was about to read Star Wars, someone sent me a, te- a message about Star Wars. Whoa! How crazy is that? That's, That's fucked fuck up, man. Fuck Let's man. call him. Let's uh, call him. Who'd have thought two people would be talking about the biggest movie <laughs> of all time? <laughs> um, Prince of Persia, you want to talk about? Sure. That game uh, is kind of the prototype for the game prototype. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like every kind of Batman yep. combat, uh, modern Tomb Raider-y stuff, like the, it figured out how to do 3D platforming action in yeah. a new, different way that was really cool. I, I really liked um, the time manipulation mm-hmm. stuff. That mm-hmm. was great. That was so like, Sands of Time, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the first of like the reboot yeah, trilogy, yeah. which weirdly I didn't really play the other two. Right. This is the game that's set in the opening credits of Days of Our Lives, correct? <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is that one. <laughs> it's about the... Um, is that the one with the puppet who comes to life? <laughs> no, that's, uh, no, that's Passions. Passions. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, my game of year was Passions then. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it just it was it was a really um, g- great sort of new take on on uh, like actiony platformery games and and mm. combat and all that sort of stuff. And not only that, a revival of a franchise that has been around yeah. since basically the very start of video games. Prince totally. of Persia was one of the first games I remember. I would play that with my dad. Yeah, when right. when, uh, when I was very young. So I guess I did like video games when I was younger. Yeah, and again, so. that's that's one of those ones where it was very simple. But I yeah, I really liked it. Really hard the first Prince of yeah. Persia game. Incredibly difficult. Yeah, and the the more, more modern the two thousand three one was you know kind of easy and the story was a bit naff and you know. Mm. But it was, um, you know, it was it was just a great fun thing. And, and if you look at the the design of that game, you can see it as a blueprint for so much Assassin's Creed modern stuff. For, Assassin's Creed, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I never played it, but that was a game that my best friend uh, had, and I would watch him play. <laughs> oh, sounds like a very fun time. Yeah. <laughs> what, wait, what game? Prince of Prince of Persia. Oh, Sands of Time. Didn't you just say that was your favourite game of the year? No, that, that was Nox's. That oh. was me talking just then. <laughs> oh, okay. No, because you said to him, did you want to talk about this? And then you just started talking about it. Oh, that was me talking. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I'm losing my fucking Nox mind. just said, do you want to talk about the Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time? And I said, yes, because I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I thought that was because it was on both of your lists. No, no, like, no. Like, I thought no. he was asking, do you want to talk about it? As in, hey, hey... You're claiming this is your favourite game of the year. Right. Tommy, do you want to talk right. about it? <laughs> Nox, do you want to talk about it? You're making this podcast now. <laughs> you trying to figure out something that everyone listening understood. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what's yeah. wrong with that? <laughs> it's, again, it's like reverse serial. Where yeah. If it was a murder where it like, we're going to figure out who killed those people in OJ's house. <laughs> There's no, nobody knows yet, but we're going to spend a bit oh, of time I'd figuring it I'd out. I'd love that. I'd legitimately <laughs> love listening to that. Um... Okay, so Ben, what's yours? Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Ah, uh, yes. A game that, for a Star Wars fan at the time, it was just great to have a good Star Wars story to experience. Um, really rich characters. Uh, the the gameplay style was, I don't know, just something that really appealed to me. It was kind of this really, like, talky RPG, you know, kind of, um, uh, what would you, like, you know, um, oh, fuck, what is it, like, you get to choose where your character goes in terms of the decisions they make and the attitude they have. Mm-hmm. So, like Mass Effect had Renegade yeah. and Paragon, this had Dark Side, Light Side. You got to kind of steer your character towards a certain ending. The combat was kind of very methodical. It was like it would freeze frame and you get to ch- set up how your 
your party was going to attack, that would kind of unfold. Um, yeah, just a really engaging story all the way through and a game that I've played over and over and over uh, since. Holds up today. I, I, yeah. I played it a few months ago. Possibly like the best written Star Wars thing yep. to date at the time. Yes. And yes. maybe still to date. Yeah. Yeah. Um, partly because it has a lot more time to d- let itself unfold. Totally. And there's a, an element of Star Wars where it's like, oh, yeah, you kind of get these hints of these worlds and these characters and these, you know, factions. And back in when the first three movies came out, a, a hint was enough. Yeah. And, and it kind of was ruined in the prequels. But this kind of took those hints and delved into them really, you know, in depth, but managed to still make it really engaging and totally. interesting. And took all the cool stuff about Star Wars and used it to its own ends. Totally. In, in a really good way. I you, remember you, got the, to be, you got to be the character that you wanted to, yeah. in the movies. I remember know? when they, ending that game and there being the shot of everyone at a ceremony yeah, uh, yeah. and it did the da ba da ba da ba and going like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. I guess I like Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great 37-hour Star Wars movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, mine is Mario Kart Double Dash. Nice. Which, again, I think at this point, this is, no, yeah, okay, this is me going back a few years later and playing it. But, um, yeah, um, just a, a re- like a really different one for the series. It had the hook where you had two people in each car and you could do a, you could do a co-op thing where one of you is driving and the other one is in charge of items and you can get two items at a time and... So if you had a friend that wasn't particularly good at that stuff, just it was just a good way of them being involved. And right. I had a mate who perfectly fit that criteria and it had this um, ultimate cup that you would unlock where you just do – it's a Grand Prix, but you do every single track in the game in a row. Right. So – and I, it's a shame they've not brought that back in any of the cool. more recent ones because yeah. it is – it becomes – Really challenging. Like it, it, it's. I mean, I know it's challenging enough just doing four races in a row on 150 or 200 or whatever. But you really have to maintain that over. Yeah. Over yeah. whatever that is. What's that? Six, uh, yeah, 16, 16 races. You yeah. Um, and yeah, looked great. You know, you, again, this era of Nintendo is like you're going from 64 where everything's kind of blocky, and it, now stuff's kind of starting to look like you know, what you kind of imagine it to look like in your head, like what yeah. it was striving yeah. for in the yeah. past. The art style um, that they still kind of have to this day pretty much. Basically. Totally, right. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really, uh, mainly for the fact of, uh, yeah, spending a spending a good amount of time with uh, a, a guy who is uh, still a very good friend of mine, um, yeah, playing that playing that in co-op. Nice. Really right. good stuff. Waluigi, uh, baby. 2004. Three, two, one... I'm I'm gonna be quieter next time. (laughs) You said the same thing, right? I did, I did. Um, I will happily just talk about that game with you. Um, I had a few honorable mentions. Let's do Tommy first, I guess. Yeah. I'll just throw out it just because I won't get to focus on one. Uh, Far Cry came out that year and I fucking loved it. But uh, Tommy, what was your game of the year? Mine was Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door on the GameCube. People still talk about that in very high regard. Um, That that is well overdue for some kind of remaster, re-release. And, yeah, just great. Um, Hadn't played any of the other... Never played the Paper Mario on 64 or the Super Mario RPG. And, yeah, just funny little weird, you know, different interpretation of this world Mm. that... I had been kind of dipping in and out of for 
you know, a couple of, like a, a decade at that point, yeah, over a yeah, decade. Yeah. Um, and yeah, humor's very kind of weird in Japanese and, and like a, RPGs had kind of always scared me off, but right. this is similar to what I'm having with Mario Rabbids at the moment where it just presents everything really cleanly and mm. nicely and you never lose track of what your abilities are and what you're able to do and, and yeah, turn-based battle, but like cool art style and yeah. Great game. Really hoping that something happens with that mm. in the near future because I think there's a lot of people who've missed out on it. Yeah, Paper Mario. I, I think you would really like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paper Mario is a weird one in how much that's just like they've made them since. But this is kind of the last one. This is kind of the last really good one. Yeah. They made one for Wii that where they brought in platforming stuff that people didn't really care for. Right. And the yeah. There was 3DS one, on... one was a lot of the start of it was really good, but a lot of repetition, and they just now are. Well, there was they, the Wii U one too. The Wii like U one, year, which yeah. came out right near the end, which again, people were like, oh, it's there's bits of it that are okay, but it's right. certainly none of it has reached the heights of just being very tightly. Thousand Year Door has like a really cool script and it's very, the characterization, it's just all these really tight little elements. And now mm. they just, they put all these like weird little kind of gimmicks to the world instead of just going, just have this interesting little quest that he's off on. Like the, yeah. in this, you kind of, you accumulate a little party and you, you have like a, you, you have like a kind of weird looking like off brand Yoshi who's mm. like a, he's like a castaway sort of thing. You right. have like a lady Goomba who's like, is in your little, and they all have different like attributes when they fight and just, it's all, it's just all really, yeah. It's like it's, full of personality and full of personality, right. yeah. yeah. And now they seem to have this weird thing where like there's stickers or there's paint's been thrown all over uh, the world. Yeah, and it's right. like just, I, if they just need to strip it back and just keep it a bit more simple. Totally agreed. Great uh, I'm going to do the same thing I mentioned a couple. Half-Life 2 came out, but I've talked about that a bunch. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to pick that. Yeah. Uh, and Vampire the Masquerade yes, Bloodlines that was is also, real fucking good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, San Andreas at Oof. that point was one of the best games I'd ever played. Yeah, definitely. Um, fucking the scale of that at the time was crazy because, yeah, 3 and Vice City were both great, but this just like ramped it up in, the, in such a crazy way. Yeah. This was all my PlayStation friends at the time. This is inescapable. Yeah. This is all anyone could talk about. It's such a yeah. cool setting, like early 90s LA basically, or yeah. like California in general. Yes. Because um, you went around an entire state yep. basically, which was pretty unbelievable at the time. Totally. The level of customization for the character as well. Like you, like with, with you and, and Odyssey, Tommy, like I just like – Cosmetic customization. I think it's it's just I don't know. It's adds some kind of weird level of personalization to the character you're playing. And well, you and I are both playing Rayman Legends at the moment. Yeah. And you in that every like once you collect a certain number of the version of coins in the game, you unlock. There's four main characters that you can switch between, but you also unlock a bunch of just different color schemes of them. Yeah. So one of them dressed up as one of the other ones. Yeah. There's Rayman and Luigi. Ver- uh, there's Mario and Luigi versions of Rayman and his little friend Globox. Yeah. And just I. Like when I see that I've reached enough coins to <laughs> unlock another one of them, I'm so ja- I'm like fuck it. Like it's it means nothing. <laughs> it adds nothing to the game. It doesn't totally. change how it plays. Yeah. But it's just I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think and that, that was the thing I always like lamented about not being able to play the GTA games was yeah. the dressing people up and the ha- the fu- have haircuts always yes. been a part of it or is oh, that no more no recent? It, this San Andreas was the, is when it came in. Oh, you could kind of change your clothes in Vice City. There were like six costumes. Oh yeah, but right. haircuts, haircuts, yeah, yeah, like haircuts and beards and like yeah. Yeah, yeah. all of the clothes, muscly yeah. or skinny yeah, right. or yeah, uh, yeah, a bunch of ridiculous. It was a real fucking kitchen sink. 
yes. approach. Because there was like gang warfare where you'd take over like patches and then you'd have to defend it if it was getting attacked, you which also go, tied into bits of the story. Totally. And then you could go gambling in casinos yeah. in, in Vegas, whatever that was called. Yeah. Because uh, it was San Fierro and Los Santos, and I don't remember what they called Vegas. New Ventura or something like that? Los, Los Ventura? Los Venturas, maybe. maybe something yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, jetpacks and flying planes around, jumping, and jumping out of planes and parachuting, like BMX biking up a mountain and then jumping off the mountain. A mm-hmm. pretty good story driving it through. Yeah, like it, you, it, the LA stuff is all good, and then you kind of go and have all this weird shit happen in all the other places. Yeah, and um, it, like done with great voice acting and, and yeah. for the time, like really cinematic and just fucking huge and. Well produced. Yeah, the PS2 could barely handle it. Yeah, right. It was a lot of stuff of like you, you'd be in like an F16 flying too fast and you'd crash into trees that hadn't popped in yet. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I kind of liked that because they just went, no, we're going to do everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yep. even with five, I don't feel like they've gone to the same scale as that felt at the time. Yeah, again. Yeah, it's interesting. Agreed. Uh, 2005. Oh, Let's do it, baby. Better, better my, uh... 2005, when I was uh, 15 to 16. All right. Are we ready? Three, Count us in. Two, one. Resident, Resident Evil 3. Oh. Snake Eater. Who wants to go first? I heard you most legibly, Knox. Uh, that's that's always going to be the case, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also had the longest title, Metal Gear Solid 3. Great. Right. Uh, that is still one of the most well-made uh, or well-presented stories in a game to me. Uh, it's so fucking... It, it's a perfect middle ground between being uh, a good sort of video game story and then Kojima's craziness on it right. just enough mm-hmm. to pop it up a bit right. but not make it overwhelmingly ridiculous like 5 was. Sure. Um, and 4, I, I found. And, and yes, also... For it as well, yeah, like, that's very valid. Yep, uh, it looked great, it played great. Uh, it, it was just a, a fuckload of fun. There's not heaps to say about it. It's basically, yeah, uh, the, the best Metal Gear game to my mind, right. yeah, right. yeah. This is a, another game where I was at a mate's house who had a PS2, he was playing a bit of it. I was like, that looks amazing. I wish I could play it. Yeah, but I don't have a PS2. Oh, it was so fucking cool as well because for some reason I just hadn't read anything about it. I just didn't really know, and I got it one day. And the whole intro sequence, like you do, maybe a couple of hours of, of sneaking through the jungle and stuff, and it does this big James Bond song, basically, yeah. to, to, where Great. you know someone's singing about eating tree frogs and eating snakes <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, and. It, it, that was such a cool, like, oh, fuck, I'm locked in for, like, the next 20 hours or yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. right. Completely sold me on this. Yeah. And it has so many little, like, so much attention to detail all throughout that I kind of was in four and then not so much in five. Right. And that was the thing that that Kojima sensibility, I think, really added to those was that really, really pinpointy attention to detail. Yeah. That, yeah, at some point started to get lost. So, very good game. I don't know if it holds up still. I haven't played it in a long time. Right. right. I don't think, but um, uh, I would imagine it would. Yeah. I'll go now because I don't have a lot to ba- say about this. Civilization 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even my favorite of the series. It just happened to be my favorite game of this of year. Yeah, yeah, right. Civilization 3 came out in, I think, 01. Right. Um, which, and that is my favorite of the series. I kind of, yeah, kind of remembered back. And, um, but 4 is fantastic. I put a lot of hours into 4. Um, if you like Civilization, you've played it. If you don't, then you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. One of the better franchises for that yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, sentiment. I've, I've tried 
most of them and uh, just have never really clicked. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. And that's fine. And you don't have yeah. to like. But that's the thing. Like, if you love Civ, then you've played it more than anyone should play any game. Yeah, that's yeah. the kind of game yeah. it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, mine, and I've talked about it a lot before, Resident Evil 4. Yeah, yeah. In I, my I, top five of all time. Yeah. But, uh, that's yeah. That's runner-up boy. Fantastic. Um, f- you know, I haven't gone back to it very recently, but it just feels like one of those evergreen games where, you know, the the, the kind of progression of the industry and tech that goes on around it isn't going to make it any less good. Yep. I think it will remain playable forever. The controls are so weird and unique that you can kind of go back to it easily because it's not like it feels outdated. It just feels different. Right. And also a friend got this for me on the GameCube for I think my... I think a, a number of years after it had come out, maybe for my 21st right. or for a birthday that I had, certainly. And, it, it, you know, this is, this is still... I'm a, I'm a Nintendo diehard and, and playing a game like this that's genuinely mm. fucked up and scary and, and, like, mature was... This was kind of my first exposure to something like that. And yeah, I, right. yeah. I would go out of my way to fuck my shit up with it. I would yeah. sit at night... In my room, lights off, and just really fucking go for it. I also like how as that game goes on, it gets progressively stupider and wacky yeah. and like bombastic and dumb. Right. If you have access to the Wii version, that one's great. Yeah. If if you if anyone uh, wants to play it in can because the Wii remote really really works for it. Right. Yeah. It feels great. Um, yeah, can't recommend it enough. Really, yeah. really great game. If you've never gone in. Very, very good. Uh, okay, 2006. I was 16 to 17. <laughs> Three, two, one. New Final Super Fantasy Mario Bros. <laughs> M- mine's going to be the shortest. Can I just... Yeah. I'll, I'll just jump in on mine. Uh, mine will also be short. Oh, okay. Mine's going to be two hours long. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, mine is New Super Mario Brothers on the DS. Right. Um, yeah, they're, they're at, for the time, I'm, I'm so sick of those games now, but for the time, <laughs> them bringing back the, the, the classic 2D Mario platformer and it, it, it looking cool and it looking very of the time. Because it wouldn't have been a 2D one properly... Since technically like 1991 or something, there right. had not been since With Super Mario, Mario World. World. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Yoshi's Island sort of. Yeah, yeah and then they redid yeah. them on the GBA. Um, but yeah, this was great. I had really wanted a DS because again, I think this is this comes not long after me. So all, pretty much everything I've been talking about in the lead up to this year has been me not having a console. A lot of these I played mm. in years past, but this was like I think I had a good job at this point and went and got a DS with Mario Kart DS and uh, New Super Mario Brothers and just like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm back. Like all yeah. these, <laughs> all this stuff that I'd been seeing about and like not being able to get my hands on, like I finally had the disposable income and I was like, great, I'm in. Um, yeah, not much to say about it. Fun new take on the Mario game that they've since driven into the ground a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, for yeah. the time, a great move and, and a cool thing that they did. I remember yeah. liking that first one as well, but always getting annoyed by the wah, wah. They've, I've the never liked that. Yeah. yeah, I've never liked that aspect of it. It's, it's a really weird choice that they fucking stuck That's their become guns canon with. now. Yeah, they seem <laughs> yeah. to think it's amazing and it's just no it's good. It's so strange. Yeah. Mario Kart DS, also great. Uh, Wii Sports. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my my only other honourable mention for this year is um, the Elder Scrolls Oblivion, but just and so my context for me is that I up until now I did been playing all these games that I've been naming on a PC that was kind of a bit too shit to run them properly, so they were all kind of scaled down, all running probably a bit choppy. The Wii was the first time I could afford 
a console of my own mm-hmm. and I bought it and I loved Wii Sports and I yep. played it ev- basically every day. Right, like it was yeah. just one of those ones where I'd be at uni or whatever and I'd come home and I'd play Wii Sports and I'd, you know... Jack off. Um, one of the bigger hole in... Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I couldn't think of a funnier way to end that sentence. No, you, you didn't need to. You, uh, it's you picked impossible it. to. Yeah. 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 Um, Wii, Wii Sports, they're, they're, they're one of the greatest holes in one in, yeah. in video games design. Like, doesn't do anything too over the top, but just... The packaging it in, the 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 message of what they were trying to do with it being yep. so clear and so precise, you'd struggle yeah. to find t- too many more things that are that that are that much of a, a bullseye, yeah, I reckon. Yeah. And in terms of just everyone connecting with it, totally, everyone connecting with I it. I completely agree, and I never really liked it. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it just never like that. It never felt amazing to to play right. with the that original Wii remote. I had a yeah, lot of fun with friends. Right. I rarely yeah. played it by myself, but it I was just a the, yeah. solid one for people yeah. coming around in a quick. Like totally. and it was the thing that everyone wanted to try out for themselves. Totally, I never yeah. really did that much of that around this time, I guess. Yeah. Right. yeah. So yeah, I was I was still living at home um and yeah, like me and my sister would play it a lot. Um my girlfriend at the time like we'd play it. It was just yeah, it was something that was always fun to do uh, of an evening. And uh, have a nice jack off. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, girlfriend. <laughs> I got business to attend to. Yeah, we sports. You playing tennis in there? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm jacking off. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a hundred episodes. <laughs> it's been a wonderful journey. <laughs> um, I tossed up. Oh, here well, we go again. Nice. Well, he's, he's back. Between a couple here. Zelda Twilight Princess wasn't actually really in the running, I don't think. Mm. But it just came out that year. 2006 seems like it was a light year a little bit. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I really only had two games. Uh, Gears of War I liked at the time, but uh, Final Fantasy XII I picked. Right. Because um, I haven't gone back to it since, and I, I, I should play that remaster at some point. Mm-hmm. Yes. I really liked it at the time. It was such a different direction and such a different kind of style of, of RPG to any that had really existed before. Mm. Um, I remember the story being like a really cool like political focus thing on this grander scale than, than a lot of the others had been where it wasn't... Uh, maybe because... No, the characters were still okay, a lot of them, but it was less focused on characters, more focused on this grand world. Right. And I really liked the, the art design and all of that. And uh, yeah, it was just a fun, long-ass game that I don't think I ever finished. Oh, right. But um, maybe I did. Hey. Hey. Who's to know? Who cares? (laughs) Does anybody out there give (laughs) even half of a shit? (laughs) Sweet. Uh, Where are we up to? 2007. 2007. Mm. Uh, Okay, count us in. Let's go. Three, two, one. Super Mario Galaxy. Nice. Yeah. I heard Super Mario Galaxy with yeah. loud. Let's mm-hmm. go. Nothing more to say about it. Um, you only said the title. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, yeah, pumped for it to come out. Uh, didn't I, I got a Wii a few months after it came out and got it with it. Uh, my, can't, not quite tied, but right behind it for that year, uh, Guitar Hero 3. Right. Which, um, yeah, I think I got in Christmas of that year, Ooh. for Christmas of that year. And... Um, yeah, so many, so many hours sunk into that. And such a weird time capsule of a 
type of game that does not really yeah. exist now. Yeah. It was the biggest thing it felt like in the world at the time and it is, is it's, now it's just crazy non-existent. how quick it came it went up and down as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like three yeah. or four years of just like zhoop. Um and Super Mario Galaxy though is a fucking rad game that uh, is still very fun today if yep. you can play it. What did you say, Ben? I, I didn't hear your one. Bioshock. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I could have guessed that. One of the best games of all time. Uh, a game that I didn't play when it came out. I actually played Bioshock Infinite first. Oh, right. So this is fucking really recently. Though. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. I just, I think that, yeah, maybe by this stage I had a Wii and not a PC that could play any games. Yeah. Um, so I missed it when it came out. Um, but, my God, it's just, it's so good. It's, it's, it's a, that real example of a, of a strong vision um, being allowed to be played out and been given the resources to do it properly. and Except yeah. for maybe the very end. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I will agree with that. But everything before that, the aesthetic, the, like, the tension, it was quite a... Even when I played yeah. it, yeah, only a couple of years ago for the first time, quite, quite tense and scary in moments. Really good art style. It um, has a good way of doing like both sort of what's about to happen things tension from that yep. and then also when it does throw some situations at you yes. they're fucking intense totally you overwhelming really yeah. on your feet yep. and yeah I, I also had Galaxy and Bioshock as my runners up nice to, uh, to Call of Duty 4 right which was fucking crazy good at the time yeah and huge and like so Call of Duty 4 is Modern Warfare that's Modern Warfare 1 yes right. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. and it's like the pinnacle of that series by yep. Pretty far margin. Agreed. Uh, it, the way it changed up what multiplayer stuff was, because yes. I played like a fair bit of Halo 2 and everything, but like had this progression that it did and uh, just the speed of the combat again was, was fast. That yeah. hadn't really been the case since like the sort of quakes and stuff were, were big. The uh, single player mm. was, was so uh, inventive and cinematic in a way that I hadn't seen a shooter be before. Totally. I think that this is probably that the, the benchmark that we've had with other games. This is the benchmark for shooters yeah. Yeah. with a cinematic story. Like, I remember I, I played it again, I think just at a mate's house, but played it from the start where you're getting dragged out. It's like you're about to be executed and yeah. all this stuff's happening around you. It sets up the world. And, it looked um, incredible yeah. at the time. It yeah. ran perfectly smoothly. Uh, yeah, there's like you die in a nuclear explosion at one point in yeah. it. You fuck it. It's like it's it's so it was so ridiculous at the time. Yeah, and the multiplayer was uh, pretty incredible as well. Yeah, and it's kind of ruined video games. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that's the weird thing is it's like going no, but the first few cases of Ebola were great. Yeah, and then afterwards it yeah. started get but it, there's it's it's sort of the magic of penicillin that is now. <laughs> Killing yeah. us in the future with the super bug it's created. That's, yeah. that's right. Um, um, worth mentioning as well. Portal came out this year, yeah. and Mass Effect One, which are both fantastic games. Yeah, two thousand and eight. Uh, yeah, two thousand and eight. Now, as time marches irrevocably on, Irrevoca- irrevocably, irrevocably. Can you say irrevocably? I don't because you so. revoke something. I believe it's irrevocably. Uh, right in. And don't tell us anything about that because <laughs> we don't care. Uh, 2008, three, two, one. Smash Smash Brothers 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 Guns of the Patriots. 
<laughs> Are you just picking long ones? I've gone through and just looked for the most <laughs> s- s- distinct sounding of every. Yeah, no, it's just a long ass name for a stupid fucking game. <laughs> it's the most like this is a very personal choice because I don't necessarily think you got to ha- say it again because none of us know. Oh, what it Metal is. Gear Solid Four: Guns ah. of the Patriots. Okay, great. Yep. It's, uh, is the full. It. I bought a PS3 for this fucking thing. Right. It it's so dumb and objectively <laughs> m- not the best game of that year, right? I don't think, but I fucking loved it because it was just it was so over the top and ridiculous and wanky and yeah. like so up its own ass. But in this, like, it made this crazy system of like th- that was only used in like the first two levels of different factions getting angry at you or being friendly with you depending on how many what who you'd killed yeah kind of and it basically didn't use it yeah and it had like a hundred different guns in it that were all like these are completely modeled in the way the real world guns work great i'm using zero of them. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It, i'm like, using a silenced pistol <laughs> it was fucking it, like it was so over the top it, this, this time frame feels right for a lot of stuff like that where it's yeah. like hey it's got this yeah who cares this yeah. is the like i don't know what was happening in like the late 2000s but it's a lot of like it feels like someone's going you know what would be fucking sick <laughs> you know like it's it, this is just an absolutely way over the top game it looked fucking incredible at the so time i played this at the time and i got a significant way further into this than i did uh five right uh because of yeah how weirdly idiosyncratic it was i'd not i'd played one and nothing in between yeah and um yeah it just kind it, it kept me along for the ride for a fair way because of just how weird and it just kind of threw a lot of shit at the wall and a lot of it stuck <laughs> yeah it's so it's so fucking stupid yeah and it completely falls apart for the back three fifths in terms of the gameplay. Right. But, and, but most of it is just this crazy movie you're watching. Yeah. yeah. Which I remember the PS3, the joke was always like, it's a Blu-ray player at the time and this game <laughs> did not help. <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, I, I, I think I got to a couple of incredibly long cutscenes and tapped out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's I fucking... Because I, when I went and bought my PS3, I was looking at this on the shelf going, oh, I've always heard these are good, but it just something about it just seemed a little bit like too, uh, this is a bit... This is going to be a bit too much for you, little Tommy. You can't <laughs> yeah. jump straight in from Mario into this. I think like, that's a fair assessment. Yeah, yeah it, is, it, is, it is a bit too much is yeah. exactly how to describe yeah. this. <laughs> but something about that really just clicked with me at the time. Totally, um, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. of an unhappy relationship I was in. <laughs> <laughs> Snake loves me. <laughs> what do you got, Ben? Fallout 3. Oh, yep. In- incredible game. A game that people still kind of hold up as better than being 4. Um, I, I kind of like for about the same, but yeah, this this was a, a great one. Um, you kind of, I, I believe, the start of the campaign or like the the, the game is, you kind of hit start and then it fades up. There's like an old fifty song playing on a radio and it slowly zooms out to reveal it's a radio in a bus that's broken down and then it zooms out further and the city is fucked mm. and then this guy in a big fucking weird armor suit steps into frame. Boom, Fallout Three. Um, which yeah. is pretty much literally the opening of the first two as well. Yeah, right. Which, which that was part of the crazy thing about this is that Fallout seemed dead. Yeah. That series and then they, they brought it back for three in yeah. this weird way. And so very similar to the um, Elder Scrolls games in the scope and the gameplay style, um, 
but yeah, like I just really like the aesthetic, the the world. Better written than any of the Elder Scrolls games, I think. Yeah, I think that's personally. fair. Personally, totally, um, just because it's it's a more interesting world than yes. than flat fantasy kind of stuff. Yep, I liked the gameplay in terms of the first person shootering. It had the VATS system, which slows down, basically freezes time. Mm-hmm. And um, for someone who is not really great at those kind of fast twitch FPS games, I, I certainly wasn't at the time because I'd been a PC guy and just playing on a controller was weird to me. That that element of the gameplay really appealed to me. Um, the story was cool. Liam Neeson was in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Huge. Um, yeah, just everything about it. The, the kind of weird, offbeat sort of sense of humour it had in, in some of it. The um, the radio stations, the weird robots and shit. It was yeah. yeah. A lot of that stuff is inherited from the first games as well. And right. I know that people have some criticisms of the third one for kind of vanillaing that a little bit. Yeah, right. Um, but I can't really speak to that because I didn't play well, much of. I, I didn't play either of the first yeah. two, and I yeah I probably won't. But um, yeah, really liked Fallout Three. All the great. DLC for that was great too, and and the sequel, which uh, I don't believe. Uh, I will <laughs> be featuring but, in my yeah. list. New Vegas was cool. New Vegas is basically oh, yeah. the the engine of three with a more interesting story. Right. But um, three, really good. Yeah. Uh, my pick was Smash Brothers Brawl. Yeah. I had loved the original on the Nintendo 64. I had never gotten the GameCube one. I got a GameCube very late, secondhand, and just kind of picked a handful of games and, and never owned, just could, I don't think I could ever find a pre-owned copy of this. Right. Uh, of of, uh, of uh, Melee. Yeah. Um, but the, I, I know... I remember Melee? Melee, Melee fleshed out what was there in, uh, you know, 64. 64 only had like eight characters or something. And and Melee fleshed it out and added in a couple of, you know, sort of common sense ones like Bowser and uh, Peach and whatever. And then Brawl, I remember just just being obsessed with it in the lead up because there was this official website for it where the director would get on there like every couple of days. (laughs) Post a new thing almost every day. Yeah, and sometimes it would just be... Very small, like oh, you can listen to music in the options menu, whatever There's you want. This Animal Crossing trophy. Yeah, right. but then every now and then on, he would get on and go, Sonic's in it. Like <laughs> yeah, I've right. never seen anything else like it in the yeah. rollout of a game. Like it was, it we just the the impression that you got checking that every day was that this game was just going to be huge. And I know, I, I don't think I even spent a ton of time playing it. I certainly wasn't playing it competitive. Like, I, yeah. you know, by this point, I didn't really know many people who had a Wii. I, I certainly wasn't playing it much with friends. It did have those little challenge things that I really liked. Like, it had kind of a little, um, it, it was like, you know, your... You're Mario and you have to fight two giant Bowsers. You yeah. know, they were kind of like, there was like a little story to like each battle that you were in. I, I, yeah. I went through that and I loved that aspect of it. But just in terms of this kind of, and, and this version is like not very popular in the community mm. of Smash Brothers fans mm. for being, I think, too slow is the right. criticism and of like, it. You trip randomly sometimes, I think. Yeah, it's oh, too yeah. floaty and too slow, I think, are the yeah. problems, people. Yeah. It, it, it did change, uh, not that I would really know, but the big criticism is it changed the feel up a lot from. The, the competitive side of those games, though people seem massively into it when yeah. they are. Is just not. Something it's just a small part of it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't care at all. I just the the wealth of this functioning is just like a Nintendo museum where you can play yeah. as King DDD and Diddy Kong is in it and, and Sonic is in it and Snake is in it and oh that's right it, it did it had like a story mode that yeah. again people yes. kind of did not like. So I'll, I'll say now if I didn't love Fallout Three so much and it didn't didn't appeal so specifically to me, this Super Smash Brothers Brawl would have been my game of the year. Really, I played it really? a lot. I loved the single player campaign. I 
I love the challenges. Was it I the, played a lot of this game. Subspace really? Emissary. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I thought was just a very nice way of unlocking all the characters. Mm. And they had these great fully rendered cutscenes where yeah. you would be the Pokemon trainer and all of a sudden Wario rocks up on a motorbike and there's a little movie of that. Like totally. it was just And, and gra- the sections cool. in between were a side scrolling beat em up. Yeah. Like it was great. I, yeah. I understand the criticism that the mechanics of the, the way it handles in terms of a fighting game doesn't super lend itself to platforming running around in that way. Yeah. That's kind of fair, like having to double tap to run and pushing up to jump instead of having a dash button and a jump button. I kind of get it. Mm. But, I, but yeah, I mean, for, for, for not really being into playing it competitively, like I, I was more than happy to sink my time into that and the little challenges and, yeah. and just the having every Nintendo character under the sun and Wario finally being in it was as I was stoked about. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a, just a real... Total fan, just unashamed fan service yep. from a company that that has you, you, that ha- can do that, can just go. Totally. Here's everything we've ever done, and, and just yeah. in one little fucking thing running around. It's like great. That yep. PlayStation one that came out at yes. the same time. <laughs> yes. where it's like, and um, the guy from Bioshock is yeah. in it. Yeah. He was on the PS3, so that counts, yeah. right? I wanted this so badly, and this was around a time when stuff was still. It's only relatively recently that we sort of get things in all territories at the same time now. Mm. This was still. This came out in the states. For some reason, it was a big gap. It was a couple of months gap, right? Which for for having like looking at the website every day and obsessing mm. over it felt like eternity. And I went and bought a imported copy of it from a shop called Dungeon Crawl in the oh, city, yeah. where you also had to get a uh, a disc that you would put into your Wii first. And it would try and load that and the disc would do something that would trick it into thinking that it was region free. Oh, right. And then I would put the Brawl disc in. Right. And then eventually a software update came out and I kind of accidentally went, okay. And uh, like it had just gotten rid of that and uh, I couldn't play it anymore. Um, but fuck. yeah, had a lot of fun with that game. Mm. Uh, so your game of the year, the region swapping disc. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, up until 2009, eight years ago. Yeah. How about that, mm-hmm. huh? Time bloody moves a bit quick, doesn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Uh, three, two, one. Uncharted Bansha- two. <laughs> nice. Ooh, well, double, double team me here. What right. you, uh, Uncharted like, two. We talked about it on a premium episode. By the yeah. way, this is ever, this is turning into a great advertisement for our premium episodes yeah, over on our so. camp, which you can find at filthycasuals.com.au. Yeah. Or you can um, get them uh, all for free at a certain tier on our Patreon. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. All that stuff on our website. Um, yeah. yeah. Look at us, salesmen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, like I, so this is the year I believe that I bought my PS3 yeah, and right. it's been the first PlayStation-esque non-Nintendo you know, console game that I'd ever fully gone in on. Um, and just, yeah, this was the perfect introduction to that kind of thing. Yes. It's still very linear. It's not overwhelming. It's just pure fun. Yep. And we've talked about it a lot. The stuff that you do in this game, I just couldn't believe I was seeing on a TV screen. Yep. I So many bits in this where I couldn't believe this isn't a cutscene and I'm actually in control of this. Absolutely. Just great from start to finish. Yep. Nothing um, more to add. Like, uh, yeah, just just fantastic. Probably the pinnacle of the series as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I very reckon. fun game. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Batman Arkham Asylum was a fucking sick game that year. Yes, yep. on my definitely on my honourable mentions. It, it, it sort of fit into a little bit of the design of Metro Prime as well of like you get these new items that would open new areas. Absolutely. And yeah. then had sort of a more modern version of that Prince of Persia combat. Yep. So you can see the lineage here of the... And it 
did the best stuff with that with the Batman license yeah. that I think any Batman game has done to date oh, still. A- absolutely, yeah, of, the, of the games. Of, yeah. of, of the movies, possibly as well, arguably. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's in like the top two or three, like, you know... V- Visual interactive Batman things. Year after the Dark Knight came out as well, so Batman was on top of the bloody world. Yeah, and and expectations for any kind of Batman Mm. related media very high. I don't feel like there have been a properly good Batman game at all, or like really any fucking superhero game. I was going to say there'd been there'd not been a good licensed game in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This really did turn the tide on that. Oh, it was fucking great. Like the sneaking around and and getting every like it just felt really good to play. It was kind of new ideas all mashed together, or not new, but like. A lot of things that worked really well all together. It looked incredible. Yeah. Really yeah. fun game. Great. Yeah. And I played that all the way into 2010, which is the next year, which we will announce our games for in three, two, one. Red Super Dead Mario Galaxy 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've no doubt that that would be mine had, yeah. I, had I played it, but yeah. I've never played it. Yeah. Um, Mario Galaxy 2, more of the same, leftover ideas, but, you know, more than happy to just, yeah. And this again, we're sort of back into a period now where I'm not playing a great deal, so this may well have been just yeah. pretty much the only thing I did play. Kind right. of a big big expansion for one, but uh, really good. Yeah. yeah. Not have much have we talked said. about Red Dead Redemption on the show <laughs> in terms of, uh, you know, give, t- reviewing it or, or, or talking about it at all? Uh, I feel like we should maybe spend about 20 minutes that we've talked about it heaps. It's fucking sick. Yes. Yeah. It looks one, great. One of the best games of all time. Incredible integration of music, I guess, is something we might not have specifically said. I think we specifically have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. My most look forward to game of next year as well. As yeah. yeah. Man, I've just, if it yeah. fucking actually comes out next yeah. year. Yes. I, I really want to play it. I also want to give uh, props to Mass Effect 2 which was a very close contender. Me too. Oh, so this is the year also that Fallout New Vegas came out. Right. God of War 3, Just Cause 2, and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, all good. And Picross 3D. Oh. In terms of hours, I probably played that the most. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Genuinely did poorly at a, a uni course because of it. <laughs> because, like, man, it was it like that fucking Picross 3D is sick. It's for the DS. It's like a type of puzzle game you couldn't do outside of a video game. Right. And it works really well. Nice. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, Red Dead, everyone knows about Red go Dead. Go on to 2011. 2011 and three, two, one. Super Mario 3D Land. <laughs> <laughs> really sums each of us up this yep. year, yeah, I think. Yeah. This is a real... This is, this is the year. Like where we Gwyneth Paltrow off in different directions. <laughs> this was our Rorschach test. <laughs> uh, Nintendo Boy. Yeah. Suck, suck Mario's dick. <laughs> yeah, Mario 3D Land. Great game. <laughs> yep. It is. A Had a lot game. of fun with it. Um, yeah, the yeah. End. The, my only criticism is that it was on the 3DS, which mm. is a little uncomfortable to hold. Yeah, yes. Really. Uh, well, like, I've got, the, the stick was a little. I've got, I think, normal sized hands, and so I found it <laughs> fine. Well, I've got enormous hands <laughs> of uh, a logsmith. I believe that's what they're called. I mentioned I'm going to get pretentious, and that has made me forget the name. Logger. Yeah, yeah, I don't think making up a name for something is pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, stupid means pretentious. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll just Dark Souls quickly I've talked about that a bunch but uh, again very intertwined sort of levels stuff I think I like that a lot having sort of geographic uh, spatial puzzles like that not puzzles but having to have that sort of spatial uh, awareness of of a thing I think is something that really clicks with me yeah right the combat is so well made that even though it is really punishing uh, it's very satisfying at the same time Mm. and uh Bits of that game fall apart, but most of it is is very creative and uh, engaging. Mm. Great. Skyrim, uh, kind of what I said about Morrowind, 
but, but with colder. a less, yeah, <laughs> yeah, with a kind of less interesting aesthetic. Just my favorite game of that year. It was because it was closer to just like sort of Vikings. Yeah, it was a little it, less. Interesting. It was like the Lord of the Rings, but without all of the interesting writing behind it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Peter Jones again, who we mentioned before, can do a fantastic impression of NPCs <laughs> in that game. Like he'll yeah. just go. Hello there, traveller. <laughs> just all these like really generic lines that yeah. I can't even think of that somehow his brain is very good at coming up with generic dialogue. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, speaking of generic dialogue, a lot of sitcoms in 2012 probably had some fantastic Great. work. Good uh, segue, buddy. <laughs> let's say our 2012 one in three, two, one. Sleeping Dogs. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Love it. I yes. still haven't played that. Really good. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm I'm yeah. I'm yet to play a GTA at this point that this comes out. So this is kind of my first experience with a, an open world game where you you know you steal cars and have gunfight outs and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, and the aesthetic, the setting is just great. Yeah. Just really gr- looks and feels great. Very, totally. Like yeah. And you can get that remastered on PS4 or Xbox you One. You sure right? can. Yeah, the yep. definitive so. edition. It, yep. Again, it, it's sort of like Red Dead Redemption in that it takes this great kind of formula and gameplay style and puts a really interesting aesthetic over the top of it. Yeah, right? and um, the story for yeah. what it is is really good. Like yep. there's there's constant kind of movement and progression and you really feel the stakes because yep. of the whole split between you're a... You're a um, undercover cop. You're an undercover cop and you're trying to infiltrate the triad at the same time. And right. yeah. yeah. Which again, like, a great example of a thing where they try to point out to you like... Like, you've got to keep the balance intact or they might find out. It's like, no, there's story <laughs> missions that you just do and that yeah. dictates the path. Like, yeah, you can't right. ever be... You Video games are great for trying to make you think that there's some very unique thing going on that you mm. yeah. that, that is more than what it actually is. Yeah. Does it play very differently to a GTA or just um, the aesthetic is basically... The, the driving is a little bit more, like, floaty or arcadey. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, oh, the combat style, the melee combat is Batman Arkham Asylum. Right. Yeah, um, I went back yeah. to I went back to it after playing GTA and found it very hard to control the cars. Yeah, off that, the back that's, of playing that's, that. That's probably the, the one thing that doesn't hold up. But yeah, similarly to an Arkham game, you you unlock different moves and combos and stuff as you go. Mm. Um, there's kind of trophies and collectibles and all that kind of stuff. It's um, very yeah. guilty for. If you take a bit of time away from it and come back, I've found it extremely hard to get back into if I've taken... Because mm. the, all the melee moves, you just forget the combos and you, yeah. you go in and you just don't know what you're doing. Yeah, because I've never really gotten into Hong Kong action movies and I feel like that is something I want to do and playing this game. I was going to say that as someone who likes Hong Kong action movies, yeah. it's really fun to play. Yeah, I it, should... it, it also, having played, I guess, GTA 4 by this point, um, Sleeping Dogs had the kind of like costume customization and stuff that right. San Andreas had and yeah that obviously really appealed to me as well the well so weirdly my one has which I actually wasn't going to say but I thought you were going to say Far Cry 3 yeah so right I didn't say Far Cry 3 but that is a very very good game <laughs> yes. that we've talked about a bunch yep. mm-hmm. uh, Max Payne 3 though oh yeah is, oh, right. has a weird sort of uh, genetic history of Hong Kong action movie stuff. Totally, because it's well, a yeah, very it's, it's it's the John Woo kind of thing. Yeah, it was, the first one especially was very much trying to do like a John Woo cross film noir cross yes. uh, graphic novel thing. Yeah, and this has a very different aesthetic to the first two of them, where it's more like this kind of. Um, he's in like this kind of drug hangover the whole time, and yeah. so it's kind of this more neon aesthetic and more of like a. 80s yep. kind of... He's, he is wearing a Hawaiian shirt a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, Miami yeah. 
dead shit detective type of <laughs> Totally. He's movie. in like, starts in Havana or somewhere. Yeah. And, he's, yeah. and it just, the story bangs through in such a cool way. The it, shooting was great. It looked incredible. It's kind of, The story is kind of uncharted-ish, like in the way that it is presented and unfolds. It's almost like a caper, but like yes. a more yeah, serious yeah. and depressing caper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I guess is just like a... Like a like the like the capers you get in food. I don't like that. They're depressing. <laughs> but so and then it has the like these flashbacks to New York that are really cool. And it just the multiplayer was actually pretty fun because right. the shooting was really well made. Yeah. In that game, it's weird that like GTA Five and stuff afterwards because this is Rockstar. Mm-hmm. The shooting was worse in GTA Five than it was in Max Payne Three. Yeah. Which was weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> strange. It's yeah. like you've made this better version of what yeah, you're doing. Just yeah. That is it. Is that just like different? Development teams that aren't communicating I, with each I other. I think just or something. a different like, focus. Max yeah. Payne was yeah. focused on the gunplay, and yeah. GTA Five was more, you know, Driving accessible in. for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Kind it's of. yeah, but it's a really great, very kind of unchartedy, but more like uh, on with its feet on the ground yep. kind of a thing. Yeah, uh, and also the Walking Dead season one was great that year. Oh yeah, yeah. But also Mass Effect Three, I liked. Yeah. Speaking of zombies, though, we move into 2013 when the <laughs> zombies rose up. Uh, 2013, a three. Two, one, the last five. Oh, we all picked a different one. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I thought that was going to be unanimous. I thought that was all of us going to be the last of us. Yeah. But I guess that's ah. because my point of view is the correct one. <laughs> and that's how I view the world. So I, you mentioned this with, oh, it was with MGS4. It, yeah. You know, you kind of knew it wasn't the best game of that year, but it was the one that appealed to you the most. Yes. That's why I chose Bioshock Infinite. Sure. Because, um, yeah, I just love the art style. I love the weird, dumb kind of. Silly story. Um, totally, it's so over the top. Stuff. It's so over the top, but and like that um, turn of the century um, American aesthetic. I just, I just love it. I, I just, watched yeah. a little bit of it recently for some reason because I was like thinking about it, and it, I, I didn't remember how much they do lean into the like, and lo, the demon came from. But it yeah. works. It's cheesy, but it's deliberately cheesy. Totally, totally. Did you play through the DLC things? Yes. They're great as well. And they awesome, recontextualize yeah. the main game yep. in a really cool way that uh, I, they're kind of the same to me. Yeah, I, I, I'll just, I, I, if I could talk about Bioshock Infinite for an hour, so yep. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I picked Grand Theft Auto Five. I had totally, I don't know how I missed that on the list. So I was looking up, I, I forgot that uh, Last of Us came out that year. Yeah. Uh, I honestly don't know which one I would put first. Mm. Um, I mean, maybe still GTA Five, just for the fact of it. It you know it resonated with me so strong at the time because it's the first GTA I had played. So mm. I'm I'm going into it fresh, and all of that stuff is is yeah. Having loved Sleeping Dogs, and it's like yeah. oh okay, this is the people that popularized that doing their yep. next big thing of it. I yep. I like the characters in it. Um, Talk about fucking staying power that game too. Last month, yeah. it was the second best selling game of wow. the month yep. in August of 2017, four years after it came wow. out. Wow, yeah, it's and massive. It's the best selling game of all time. Well, they're still yeah. putting that online thing yeah. of it is still it's going huge. strong. People still love it. Yeah, it's, um, and it is. It's basically if they made GTA San Andreas with modern technology and all that kind yeah. of yeah. what that would allow. Um, honorable mentions: Super Mario 3D World, of course, and Luigi's Mansion 2 on the 3DS, a yeah. game that I did not expect to like as much as. I did, but it came out and I fucking loved it. It's nice. such an underrated game. I I don't know really. I don't think I know anyone else who's played it, and I I really loved it. And yeah, I, I fuck. I hope they bring that franchise back on the Switch because it's it's when done right and they 
I, me- I never played the first... I've, I think I rented the first one on the GameCube and I remember people liking it but feeling like it was very short and then mm. this was kind of like long and like had little chapters in it and it's really great. Cool. Uh, Nino Cooney also that year. Oh, yeah. Studio oh, right. Ghibli movie... Uh, uh, st- uh, style. Style, yes. <laughs> Studio Ghibli movie style applied to a Japanese RPG and it's, uh, yeah, really, the really good. second one's out next year, right, now? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, cool. I've never played that. Yeah. But I like that, that, that there's a Welsh voice actor in it. Yep. Don't know why. Uh, Bioshock Infinite, I gave a cheeky wink of the cap to. Yep. And uh, Zelda A Link Between Worlds was fucking rad. Oh, yes, that is great. One. i got to play more of that. The uh, Last of Us, uh, again, we've talked at length about oh, it yeah, elsewhere. Oh, yeah, I didn't even bother yeah. <laughs> to start talking about it because I've been very clear about why I like that game. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, it's uh, very good. I, I guess uh, I th- maybe people don't realise this, but on the, un- the, the Uncharted bonus premium thing we did, we talk about The Last of Us at the end and yeah. we talk a bit about it for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. So well, if you're interested in what we think... And Crash and Jack and Daxter. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, all of Naughty Dog. Yeah. But yeah, Last of Us, great. Fantastic story, well-directed, blah, yep. blah, blah. 2014. Oh, we're getting close. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-oh. 2014, eh? <laughs> you know what they say about 2014, eh? I'm offended. Three, two, one. Three. Threes. New order. <laughs> or threes. Yeah. I, I'm being slightly facetious. I just saw a, it just tickled me. I, on the list I was looking at, that, li- yeah. that came out that year. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, for fuck, for pure hours sunk into something. Yep. Um, but apart from that, Mario Kart 8 on the Wii yep. U, great game, as, as we all know. Uh, another two that I liked having played, I think after the fact, Monument Valley on mm. the on iOS, great. And Shovel Knight came out that year, right. which I, I played at the start of this year and, and have a great deal of affection for. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Uh, Wolfenstein The New Order. Um, I got a little cheeky wink of the cap to that. Yeah, too. which... Uh, wink of the cap. Mario's cap. It's Good. got eyes on it. Ah, nice. possessed that, me. Yeah, that... No, <laughs> I can't. I will... So, whatever the other word was. So you loved um, Doom, Knox, yes. and uh, Wolfenstein The New Order, kind of um, the exact same style. Yeah. They took an old 3D FPS and made it this kind of fast-paced cinematic um, shooter. And yeah, I just... I, I love it. Still, I think it holds up. It's just really fun. Yeah. Um, kind of silly, but kind of serious. <laughs> totally. Like, it's hard to be not serious when there's heaps of Nazis in your game. Yep. There, there's a certain tone that needs to be hit then. But also, but you then, go to a moon base. <laughs> and, like, oh, here's Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. it's... That, that is a good game. Yeah. Uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker gave another little wink of the cap. Oh, that's great. Uh, I actually gave a bunch of winks this year as well. Destiny, Far Cry 4, uh, Middle of Earth, Shadow of Mordor, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and Alien Isolation. Which is the one that I picked to be the, the big old capital letters. Yep. Because... Uh, Fuck, it came out of nowhere for me. Mm-hmm. I don't have a particularly huge attachment to Alien. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the series of movies. Uh, this is a licensed game being made by a group of people who they were the, like the Total War people, I think. Yeah, so right. So they hadn't really done a game in this style. Yeah, they fucking nailed it. Yeah, the agreed. look of it is incredible. It it the the, the way that they've done the seventies vision of the future thing mm-hmm. is so well done. It's so tense and scary. Yes, with the alien chasing you around, it learns what you do and like it's super smart. I don't know if you read this recently, Knox. The alien has two AI brains. One that 
knows where you are. And it gives like clues to the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's really cleverly done because it really feels alive and yes. like it's chasing you. Yeah. Uh, the androids uh, were, just everything about that game I thought was incredibly well done. I didn't think it was too long, which mm. was the big criticism about it for some fucking reason. Yeah, right. Because it remains creative the whole way out. It keeps giving you new stuff to do in new situations. Um, th- that, this is a game that I couldn't finish because I was so scared of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so I watched a playthrough to the end and it remains, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I watched a play instead. <laughs> I watched a play I through to the end. went and checked uh, out a bit of a Mice and Men and boy howdy, yeah, what an ending. That was... George, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like visually, it's so well designed. Mm. Um, this was the first game that really looked very next geny to me. Right. Uh, right. Just I, something about I don't know why. Yeah. And yeah. Destiny as well, I suppose. Both. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it's fucking great, and I think a lot of people didn't give it a chance when they might have liked it. If Agreed. you do like Bioshock and stuff like that, yeah, this is probably up your alley too. Yep. Right. Uh, and then speaking of alleys, and this is the last one we're going to do. Yep, yeah, we're going to come yep. out of this alley and into the beautiful, wide open space of 2015. In three, two, one, the Sad Witcher Three Wild Hunt. Again, I picked the longest one, so I'm going to start. <laughs> yeah, <great. laughs> the Witcher Three is fucking rad. It is the best open world game in terms of how fleshed out everything is in that world and how present you feel in it mm-hmm. like just the way they did fucking wind in that game made <laughs> you feel like this nordic chill all the time it, it like it looks and and sounds and is and is built in a really um good way yeah great <laughs> nordic chill name of my aftershave anyway. <laughs> oh, nice. I, i'd smell that it'd smell like a like i'd a, smell that <laughs> great like a Viking rope on a boat. Like, is it the smell I'm imagining? The Witcher you know I mean? 3 and series in general is probably something that deserves more airtime on this show than it's got. Yeah. Pro- yeah. Mainly because I think I uh, like it okay, but um, you love it and most people love it. Yeah. The, the 3 especially, and they've said they're done with The Witcher now. For yeah. Her, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's okay because I'm really looking forward to their next thing they're doing which is like a futuristic cyberpunk thing which could be cool but yeah just the writing in the game is incredible it looks great it it feels the combat and stuff is good it's huge but it's interesting throughout it's just as close to a concept of a perfect game Mm. you I could have had in the year 2000 when we started this yeah right Right, yeah yeah journey you know yeah Uh, also shout outs to Bloodborne Mm. and did you say Rocket League uh, no, but I was going to. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. here we go. Yeah. What, what did you end up saying? Uh, Splatoon. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Just fun. N- new, new Nintendo property. Yep. Single player I found really fun. Put a lot of time into the online, something I'd not previously ever really been into. And yeah, I just liked that game. And yeah, that, that's, that's kind of neck and neck with Rocket League. I, di- I didn't really play a lot in this year. I just kind of looking at the list of what came out. I kind right. of missed most things. So I think just something coming out on the Wii U was a thrill. And uh, yeah, also when I <laughs> finally got around to playing Rocket League. Mm. Oh no, that's what it was because I didn't... Uh, no, I don't, no I, that's right. That's what it is. I didn't get a PS4 until the start of 2016, I don't think. Right. So, yeah, I, I didn't – yeah, I kind of right. missed a lot of stuff around that time. The, yeah. yeah, just the thing of like it was a thrill to have something come out on the Wii U. Yeah, that's <laughs> what a, literally what it was, yeah. yeah. Um, so this has worked out pretty nicely. My game of the year for 2015 was Mad Max, the um, oh, yeah. open world car combat um, game. 
which is a game that I reviewed on the first episode the of this episode show. Of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Look um, at that. If things had gone correctly, I would have been saying Metal Gear Solid 5. But oh well. guess not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I stand by it. Uh, that initial review, which was really positive, despite the fact that most people were kind of not, not for it. Just like tepid on yeah. it. I don't think anyone hated it. It was yeah. just sort of that thing of a bit of a saturation of that type of Yeah, I guess so. I have started world. to see in the last couple of years a lot of people catch up to you, mm. though. Over, yeah. the, over the last two years, I've gradually seen more and more Things yeah. pop up like little articles of like, oh, here's the game from a couple of years ago that everyone missed. Yeah, it, check it, out. like it was eight bucks on the PSN at one yeah, stage. Yeah. Um, but if you still haven't played it, I really do recommend it. Visually, it's beautiful. Like the de- the level of care and detail put into like the sunsets and the cloud formations. Yeah. For for a game set in a desert in a post apocalyptic wasteland, it's yeah. beautiful. It's really really stunning, and has the combat of the Batman games. Really fun car combat as well. Uh, and a good enough story. Right. Great. Like, like the Mad Max movies. Yeah. Well, bloody speaking of good enough stories, I think we've spun a pretty medium tale <laughs> of our last however many years that was in uh, yeah, games. 15. Yeah, 15. Uh, guys, thank you for listening to this episode 100 of Filthy Casuals, and thank you uh, for listening every week and sending mm. us all your stuff. Uh, we, it goes without saying, would not have bothered to have done this for long if people weren't engaging with it in some way. So thank <laughs> yep. you, especially if you've been there from uh, the very beginning or near the beginning yeah. and endured those weeks where we just didn't do the show for no, for no reason yeah. at all. Or, or, or one of us would not be on it. Or that one where we each recorded a thing on our phone and stitched <laughs> them together. And then we listened back and went, let's yeah. never do this again. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I will, yeah, like we, we all do a lot of kind of different projects and different things and we're all kind of very busy but I'll say personally like the level of yeah feedback and engagement we got from the start is really yeah the thing that that motivates me to do this yeah it's, this is it's the so most nice. this is kind of the most satisfying of the things that I do in that mm. I get to do something that I love every week which is play games and yep. feel like that Part of what I wanted to start the show... It sounds like we're wrapping it up, like, <laughs> forever. Um, we said three digits and then we're out. That's it. <laughs> the main reason I wanted to start the show was because I enjoyed talking games with you guys, but also because it sometimes is hard to justify yeah. fitting in the time for a leisure activity. And I went, well, if I do this thing where we, I, I talk about it, then I have to play the games. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it has worked out great. And the fact that we get to go and do cool stuff like go and play Mario before yeah. other people is is insane. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, that is only because of, you know, you can't get that sort of stuff by just writing in and saying, I do a thing. It has yeah. to appear like you have clout and like you actually are a legitimate thing and that would not be possible without you guys listening and sharing yeah. it around and writing into us. So thank you for that. Yes. Uh, and I personally could take it or leave it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should mention uh, once again, yes, the Patreon. Thank you to everyone. Uh, still a bunch of donations coming through if yeah. you want to support the show. If you want to see us do video content, we have a target that once we hit it, we'll start making videos. Um, yes, greatly appreciated everyone who is sending that stuff in. Mm. And uh, the first of our book club episodes will be coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, yes, the premium episodes, the band camp where we've done a bunch of franchises that we touched on here. Uh, Zelda, we've done... 
uh, GTA, GTA Uncharted, Naughty Dog, and then a bunch of just kind of other themed ones. Where if you liked us, if you liked us doing this kind of list thing, oh yeah, uh, that's very and longer format. That's this is kind of this. If this, if we didn't have our hundredth episode, we probably would have done this as a Bandcamp one. Yes, it's fair to say. Yes. Um. So get on and check them out. FilthyCasuals.com.au. Thank you very much for listening. Happy birthday, Adam Knox. Yes. Thank you. And as we say at the end here of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Here's to 100 more, baby. We're going to live forever. That was a little too Rick and Morty. I'm <laughs> it was sorry. so Rick and Morty. Yeah, sorry. You needed a physics degree to get that joke. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. <laughs> My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.